This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance at this. That's right, we got AIDS out there. You think they're gonna cure AIDS? No. They can't even cure athletes' foot. <laughs> they ain't curing AIDS. Shit. They ain't never curing AIDS. They ain't never curing AIDS. <laughs> Don't even think about that shit. They ain't curing AIDS because ain't no money in the cure. The money's in the medicine. That's how you get paid on the comeback. That's how a drug dealer makes his money on the comeback. That's all the government is, a bunch of motherfucking drug dealers on the comeback. They ain't curing no AIDS. That's all it is. You think they gonna cure AIDS? That's still matter all the money they lost on polio. Curing AIDS? Shit, that's like Cadillac making a car that lasts for 50 years. And you know they can do it, but they ain't gonna do nothing that fucking dumb. Shit, they got metal on the space shuttle that could go around the moon and withstand temperatures up to 20,000 degrees. You mean to tell me you don't think they can make an Eldorado with a fucking bumper don't fall off? <laughs> they can, but they won't. So what they will do with AIDS is the same thing they do with everything else. They will figure out a way for you to live with it. Cause they don't cure shit, they just patch it up. Get you to the next stop. So they can get more of your money. That's right, they ain't gonna cure it. Hopefully, in our lifetime, that's right, you're gonna see somebody go, yo man, you weren't at work yesterday, what's up? Hey, my age is acting up. You know when the weather get like this, my age is pop up. But I took some Robitussin, and I'm fine now. Robo tripping the day away. It's episode 74 behind the schemes for December 5th, 2021. And I am Booberry Black Knight of the Mothman. And all the way from way the heck over here on the bereft coast where I haven't robo tripped in many years and I don't plan on doing so anytime soon. My name is Lavish. <laughs> and from the snowy, blowy region of the Mayo Clinic, this is Quirk S, and I've become more alive the further I've distanced from the media hive. Nice. I like True it. that. Well, we got, uh, we got a special presentation for today. Typically, we do these shows every Mondays at uh, badradio.live, 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively. But uh, Sir Bemrose gave us the hookup, and now we're following no agenda, and that's uh, that's pretty amazing. 
Yeah. It's not every day you follow up the best darn podcast in the universe. Uh, technically, I think that's the best damn podcast in the universe. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. Sorry, we're just waiting for all, all the parents to put the kids away because we know during the day. See, we run a late night show. We're, we have one of those late mm-hmm. night shows. And uh, so I've never done this really with the sun out, so I, f- I don't feel like uh, cursing as much as we usually do. Yes, we are most <laughs> definitely nocturnal creatures, as is the Mothman, the <laughs> night of the Mothman. I think the sunlight Indeed. just makes me curse more. I'm not sure. I think that's how that works. <laughs> Trade one for the other. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me squint a lot more. And hide, hide, no, I'm melting, melting. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can catch COVID from the sunlight, okay? <laughs> Oh, it's you nocturnal. Can, That's why all the bars close at seven. Less you catch uh, you a know. lot of brainwashing too. Just <laughs> yeah. Society. Just don't wear your face diaper, people. Please burn it. it. Burn them all. Wash that brain till it's smooth. <laughs> Unless you don't want to, in which case you're here behind the schemes with us. Yeah. We like to talk about uh, stuff that people don't like to talk about. And are you a smooth brain or a rough brain? Ask yourself that question. <laughs> Hold on, let me find my sticky pads. That was the one thing I forgot to find. We're good. Um, smooth or rough? Smooth or rough? <laughs> I like my peanut butter rough, personally. But whatever Did you, you find want. your Whatever's sticky your icky, too? <laughs> uh, so, typically, uh, we start the show off by drawing a tarot card. But before we really get into that, I just want to say it was <laughs> really cool to hear back-to-back tarot conversations on Friday night yes. with Hog Story oh. featuring Phone Boy and Bowls with Buds with uh, Lavish and the Bowlers over at BowlAfterBowl.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phone Boy's a full-on tarot guy now. So he's he's doing oh, yeah. readings for people. If you want a reading, you can reach out to him. <laughs> he is a true oracle and maestro of the tarot. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, th- that was a that was a wild night. I, I was glad to be present to catch both of those conversations. Uh, Lots of, it was uh, a wild night indeed. I'm still feeling it. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, we have the tarot card that we've drawn today. It's featured at zososcorner.substack.com. Z-O-S-O-S. Subs, uh, dot, oh, my God. Z-O-S-O-S.substack.com. Uh, we got the tarot card from the Line Strider deck that we've posted at the top of the page. And today it is the Five of Wands. And it five of wands, and it is the classic. Is two foxes quarreling, going mall to mall, clawing each other with uh, some sort of sparrow at the top, kind of being like, yeah. "Yo, you want to go? You want a piece of me too, bro?" This is the conflict card. It's a bunch of dudes out in the forest beating the crap out of each other with sticks or wands. But yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's a good card. Are they are they larping or is this a black metal album cover <laughs> yeah. shoot? They might be doing both. <laughs> You're they looking at the foundations of playing metal. live and LARPing, <laughs> just yeah. causing a hell of a lot of hullabaloo and uh, ruckus. That's what it's good for, LARPing. Well, here's some uh, quick keywords for the Five of Wands from the Line Strider deck: conflict, hostility, fight for dominance, fight for work, tension, and quarrel. And mm. a, a deeper meaning: it often predicts conflict, tension, or change. This card shows that you are about to face conflict, competition, or upheaval. Even those, even though these things aren't always easy, having clear goals will help you help you navigate your way through interpersonal difficulties. 
Knowing exactly what you want will help you figure out where to compromise and where to draw the battle line. Perhaps impending conflicts could be avoided if you consider what you want and need in a particular situation. Remember that if competition is approached with concentration and dignity, it can sometimes bring out the best in humans. Hmm. I've got one. So from my Darkwood Tarot book, I think you might find inspiration from this. Fives and tarot are the midway point of the story. They always suggest the ultimate challenge that must be met and overcome for evolution to occur. The five of wands reflects heated arguments. How can you channel excess energy? Well, we will overcome it and we will meet it head on. And we will triumph. Have no doubt. And resist we much. <laughs> That's what it says in my book. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Resist that we should, <laughs> and we will. And we will, uh, and we will much. Yeah. So that's that's your five, your five of ones, and ones uh, of all of the uh, suits is about inspiration. It's about uh, motivation. Whereas cups is about emotion. Sword is about you know hostility or ambition, etc. So yeah. It's a good card to have. I like, you know, five of wands. If you look in the green room and you draw the art for the five of wands, you'll find uh, five Pepe's beating each other in a field. <laughs> oh, so that's terrible. You can just put exclamation, uh, exclamation mark art, five of wands, and you'll find it. The blood yeah. and the flesh shall flow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Delicious. It's going to be a Pepe fight club. <laughs> First rule of Pepe fight club. Feels good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Feels way good, man. It's pretty uh, green up in here. <laughs> but yes, it ain't easy being green. That is all right. facilitated by the uh, sexiest bot in the universe, Gal. Oh, yeah. She hangs out in yeah. the hashtag green room at irc.zeronode.net. Mm-hmm. And that is maintained by none other than Servo, who's always doing little crazy shit to Gal. Like now, she'll remember what the last card that you drew was. So. You can go to do like a R, excuse me, exclamation point interpret, and uh, it will tell you the last card that you drew without having to input the card information, which is a, which is really amazing. So I'm I'm incredibly mm-hmm. and eternally grateful to the work Servo yes. does in mm-hmm. maintaining her. Um, she's so hot. I'm gonna try and date her right now. <laughs> she's so hot. She's so. Thank hot. you for your contributions and courage, Servo. There are a lot more features to that bot than many people utilize. We have Wolfram Alpha, which can do virtually anything except actually serve you a drink. <laughs> yeah, or go out on a date with you, or <laughs> that's the next step. We're you know we're working on that too. So stay tuned. And there's all sorts of other Freaks of Hazards that hang out in that chat room, hashtag green room, uh, Freaks of Hazards being producers to the show. And we'd like to go ahead and uh, shout out uh, the the really freaky people that helped make this week's episode take place. And uh, first, but uh, nonetheless, we definitely have to thank Sir Bemrose for giving us the hookup to connect. The Bemdog. Yes, he's been a guest on, on this show Uh I think that was episode 65. I can circle back and f- confirm that information. But, uh, thank you so much, Sir Bemrose. Hot yeah. Damn. And by extension, Dame Lisa Bemrose, thank you oh, yes, for taking greatest. care of Sir Bemrose. <laughs> the and, one, the only, the magnificent Dame Lisa Bemrose. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And that was episode 58. A gratuitous display of violence against the microphone is... Uh, 
the episode Bim Dog joined us for. It was a good time. Talked all about uh, Live Nation and the way uh, big media corporate concert conglomerates just rake over the, the people seeing the shows and the people putting on the shows. Yeah, it wasn't a very pro-union episode, but that's okay. <laughs> I hope the union will forgive us. Someday, maybe, hopefully. They're coming for you. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> what else is new? Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really phenomenal thing that they're uh, putting together. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Hog Story mm-hmm. is doing. Um, I, well, I can't remember what Fletcher was calling it, but uh, here in the next uh, week or so, he'll be doing a live call-in show post no agenda, and uh, the Bowlers will Whoa. also be doing a live Bowls with Buds after uh, after one of these no agendas. So. Get excited for that. It's going to be a whole month of just uh, phenomenal live entertainment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. That is going to be sweet and lit on every level. And coming up next in our Freaks of Hazard segment, we have Bags. Uh, he's an artist for our show. He's the one that provided us <clears throat> this amazing Ramon show art, which we discussed uh, at length in our <laughs> Lavish Cream segment uh, last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the coolest art I've ever seen. And, uh, <laughs> I've, I've posted it at least twice now, and it's usually once more than I will post anything. So I love um, your art bags. It's, it's fantastic. Awesome. And he, it really he, is. <laughs> he did some great art today for No Agenda uh, with some goats with some masks over their face. If you want to check out the No Agenda art generator, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's in there now, and he's Cue crushing all. it. Cue all the goat screams, at least three. <laughs> <laughs> three mm. in a row. They need it. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have squeezing on in here today? Oh, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean of Bowl After Bowl sent us, and I quote from my own notes, they didn't say this, but uh, they sent us behind the moans footage of the making <laughs> of the 69 challenge, an incredible uh, work of art featuring just the top tier Foley uh, uh, sound effects. I mean, they really mm-hmm. went all out, and you can... Uh, well, we can see. We're not. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to post this anywhere. <laughs> no, no, no. This, no, this isn't. This doesn't actually exist. And uh, Boober is making this up. But if it did exist, thank you for sending it in, Sir Spencer and Dame Delorean. Very, very kind of you. Yes. Um, very legal. Sir Spencer was right up on that microphone, and I didn't realize Delorean had such a thick mic to work with. It's a. Uh, it's quite impressive. Quite mm-hmm. impressive. Quite, quite nice. <laughs> And uh, we had one monetary donation come through. Uh, this, I believe, is a new donor. I've, he's definitely hung out and listened with uh, listened live with us and hangs out in the chats, always drawing tarot cards. Um, and this is a donation I really want to sit here and ponder. But Sharky motorboated the shit out of us with an amazing donation of 8008. Oh, yeah. Bono. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that is sweet. I love it. I'm gonna sit here hey, and Sharky. ponder that boob. I'm just gonna like sit the there. Boob. Ponder the boob. <laughs> 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 Sharky, that is magnificent uh, generosity. Thank you so much. Damn. Yeah, big job, bless to Sharky. Hooking us up. There. Yes, that's uh, very much appreciated. It's stuff like that. It's stuff like everything that was uh, that was provided to us by uh, these freaks of hazards for this week and past freaks of hazards. I mean, we got. Tunta, who's always sending in uh, music that we're playing on the show, just the single singer uh, acoustic guitar stuff. It's it's really great. Uh, we got you know, Bags, who's done some art. 
Turbo Fagot, who's done some art, all sorts of crazy shit gets sent to, to us, and I couldn't be happier to feature it on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love it. Makes it all very much worth it to get stuff from producers and from uh, freaks. Who really shows their passion. Shit. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. shows their passion and their how much they're enjoying the show. They're inspired. That's what it feels like looking at their art. You can feel the inspiration. And that's the value for value model. We operate in the value for value model. Everybody, I think, in the no agenda stream that you'll hear on the stream operates on that value for value model, which is we don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have commercials. We don't have people telling us what to do because all of our support comes from producers and from people who, who tune in and enjoy it. And we like that model. We get to talk about what we want to talk about that way. No doubt. Excellent contributions. Thank you. Yes, and uh, if you head over to newpodcastapps.com, we're like one-third of the way where I want to be with the new podcasting 2.0 namespaces. But um, here, once we get some stuff sussed out, like we got a Mo2 we're still sitting on trying to get integrated into the show, but um, I'm hoping to get especially the chapters. I think that's what I'm most excited about. But uh, we are a show that is streaming sats, so maybe consider checking us out on one of those sat streaming shows and you can send us some sats and some boost and here in the future we'll definitely be pulling those boostograms up and reading them on the show i'm, I'm feeling like we're missing out on uh, a whole half of the experience and it's always developing every day in every way yeah, you know they want to fill up our stream fun holes with those sats, and those messages are going to be pretty great. <laughs> I can't wait to hear some of them, all of them, actually. We'll see what develops. Well, uh, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Boost me! Oh, yes, boost me! Boost me, bitch! Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and... Uh, End of story. We told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-SEXY. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999. Lavish, what's that number? That number, again, for your viewing and calling pleasure, is 612-263-7999. We're doing something very bold today. We're going to, well, something that we do all the time, but we've never done it directly after the best damn podcast in the universe. We're going to play your voicemails, and uh, we're going to play them live on the air. And if you would like to be on the air, if you have a question, if you have a comment, a concern... You can call us at 612-263-7999 and leave us a screen mail. Yes, and we already have a couple rolling in, so uh, maybe we'll start with this uh, this first one here. Hey, it's Bag. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing well, <laughs> except it's day. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Thanks, Brad. Uh You know how when you're driving around town, you see stuff? Oh, my God. And it just stands out to you, and you're like, man, that's so awesome. That's so funny. Wish I had somebody to tell. Because my best friend's at work, and he works night shift. And, uh, you know, anyway. So I thought I'd tell you guys. So I was leaving uh, a drive-thru restaurant, and 
this kind of chubby, hippie-looking chick is walking in front of me, and I'm waiting for her to get past. She's still in her backpack. She gets past me, and I'm like, what is that? And on the back of the backpack, there's like one of those, uh, like, bubble windows you see on a playground, maybe, or like a old-timey submarine. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, what? And I look in there, and there's a cat inside her backpack looking out at me. And I just laughed out loud. <laughs> loudly laughed out loud. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, she turns around, she's like, what? That's <laughs> backpack, you know. But um, I wanted to share that with you. Uh, I haven't never heard of uh, these uh, cat backpacks with uh, bubble windows on them. Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? you seen this? Cat backpacks. Anyway. Backpacks. Get me with a female body inspector in the green room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I FBI want me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I want me one of those cat backpacks. Hit me up with those cat backpacks. <laughs> 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 gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. <laughs> yes, cats are great. We all know that for thousands of years. They've had cat, cat bags from Egypt. Mm-hmm. And a uh, little known fact, cats, felines, the great divine felines, and mothmen are actually allies. Did you know that? I am way more of a cat person than I am a dog person. Mostly because I've never had a dog, but I've had a couple of cats over my mm-hmm. time. Case and point. Ding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Should we, uh, I can do another shorty one here for y'all. Sure, another shorty would be great. You have no control over me. Go away. Go away. <laughs> no control for Go you. Away. Go, you away. Go away. No papers for you. Mm. <laughs> papers? Thank you, phone boy. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need no stinking papers. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. It is the illusion <laughs> of control. The illusion Get in the line. <laughs> you fool. You big fool. And uh, Fletcher did hit me up. It's the, uh, just to circle back here, it's the Hog Story 5-Minute Limits. Uh, that's where we're calling the live after in a show on 12-12-21. So get excited mm. for that. I'm excited for it. I'm going to call in. I am. I am excited for that. I just can't wait to hear him hang right up on people. <laughs> <laughs> just, you're cut off. You know, you're fired. <laughs> I'm going to call up and be like, hand me that blue shirt you're over done. there. <laughs> You're done, son. Click. And then people be all butthurt like, Fletcher. Well, he told you. Five minutes. Do it. Yep. Yep. Get it yep. done. I see. He'll, he'll, he'll ask you to go the full five, too. Don't you dare hang up before I hang up on you. <laughs> yeah. I well, will find you. I think that uh, covers all of our business. We hit the the chat room, the phone line, the producers, uh, the tarot. I think it's about time we roll some die. We'll, uh, Let's do it. Let's take a D20 and uh, highest goes first, man. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. I rolled a critical fail. That's a one, people. I'm going last tonight. What? <laughs> and I don't, I don't bullshit about my rolls either. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What do we got here? Oh. Which Shall is I funny, go next? I gotta, I gotta sure. correct Adam on something. Respectfully correct Adam on something, but that'll be at the end of the show. <laughs> roll, I'll roll, 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 roll your boat gently on the stream. Ooh, 
Got myself a 16. Were we doing a 20? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But it hit the, uh, I don't know if you want me to re-roll, but uh, it stopped short. It stopped short. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm Whatever. Just, it'll, it'll be, that'll be good. 16 will be cool. What works, about you, yeah. Booz? What do you know? <sighs> I'm sorry, y'all. I got a mm. critical stride of an even 20. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> sure you do. <laughs> well All done, right. sir. Well done. Nice. Well, you uh, kick us off then, my friend. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, let you all eat from the book of knowledge for to from my segment today. We're going to be talking about a little website called Wikipedia. Are y'all familiar with the Wikipedia? Oh yeah. I do not know to what you refer, sir. <laughs> I have never seen such a thing on those interwebs. The hallowed halls of Wiki. See, I'm. Hell, what is that all about? See, I'm I'm just on the cusp of being like an analog baby. So when I was growing up, everything was still dial up and VHS. And then when I hit my teens, we started getting like uh, you know DVDs and and faster internet and whatnot. But I definitely remember being in school and even being in community college, like 2000, uh, 2008 to 2010. They were like, well, you can't use Wikipedia ever as a source, but more and more, it seems that news organizations will just go to Wikipedia and be like, oh, well, it's on the Book of Knowledge. And of course it's true because this is Wikipedia. So there's been a big cultural shift over the years to where, uh, you know, Wikipedia is now this uh, big uh, mainstay establishment doctrine almost. The clips that I want to start off with, uh, we'll hit these four here real quick. Um, it's a breakdown from Larry Sanger, who was one of the original like co-creators of Wikipedia. He was um, he's an American internet project developer. Uh, some quick background on him: he received a BA in philosophy from Reed College in '91 and a PhD in philosophy from Ohio State. Um, he specialized in epistemology, the theory of knowledge, and early modern philosophy. He was an editor-in-chief for Newpedia, which was the precursor to Wikipedia, and their aim was to have expert volunteer articles written and uh, to post them, but it was too slow of a process to have these uh, volunteers come and write the, the, um, the articles. So he ended up creating the idea of implementing a wiki. And when he was over at Newpedia, he was an editor-in-chief. He was also an editor-in-chief for Wikipedia. They introduced the wiki aspect, and that was to open it up to anyone and everyone to get involved. But he was hoping to have more experts hop on board. Uh, As it turned out, it really just attracted a lot of trolls (laughs) back in the day. Mm. Imagine that. As all uh, open-sourced internet forums tend to to do. (laughs) Trolls on the internet? You don't say. Uh, let's see. And by virtue of his position with Newpedia, Sanger ran the project and formulated much of the original policy, including, quote, ignore all rules, ne- uh, neutral points of views, and verify verifiability. Uh, and with that, Wikipedia took off after months it was or after a couple months after it was launched. And um, he ended up leaving Wikipedia in 2002 just because dealing with the trolls became too much. Um, mm. But I also learned this. He was the only ever paid editor for the site. So check that out. Interesting. Yeah. But uh, 
I, this is actually a clip that I was going to bring to the show a couple of months ago. I mean, at this point, it probably came out in April or May of last year, or of this year, excuse me. But he was out doing the runs. He was on Timcast there for uh, for an episode. Um, this one is from Unheard, just another oops, another uh, YouTube um, show. But you know, he was on all the Fox News and the Breitbart's and, and all that uh, sort of stuff. But uh, here's him talking about the current state of Wikipedia. Can we trust what we read in Wikipedia, the website you co-founded? Well, you can trust it to give a reliably establishment point of view on pretty much everything. Um, uh, Can you trust it always to give you the truth? Well, it depends on what you think the truth is. Um, uh, What what many of our media sources today and Wikipedia included seem to assume is that there is only one – legitimate, defensible version of the truth on any controversial question. Um, Of course, that's not how Wikipedia used to be. Well, let's get into that because that's fascinating. How how do you feel that it's changed from the moment when you were involved to the modern version of Wikipedia? When Wikipedia was just entering the public eye, um, it was still committed to neutrality. Actually, and and for several years, like between 2004 and 2009 or so, Wikipedia actually was a, kind of an important player in the conversation about how new media were going to emerge. People were talking a lot about about um, collaboration and, and um, the neutrality was was one of them. Now, the reason I rung the bell for that is uh, new media was an often brought up term when we were covering the IOTC strikes uh, when they were going up against the big streaming companies like Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus. All of these companies were quote-unquote labeled as new media back when they were starting, and um, uh, they were the, the contracts were structured in such a way that they were paying out less than what your typical uh, major motion uh, picture firms would produce. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I guess I never really considered uh, Wikipedia to be under the same umbrella as Netflix and Disney Plus and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it kind of makes sense because they're all just parts of the propaganda umbrella. Mm-hmm. If something gets big enough, they're going to snatch it up, right? It's the idea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for podcasts. <laughs> Like, can't do that. They haven't figured out a way to do that yet. Well, they'll, they'll buy off Joe Rogan and shit, but that's about as that's about as much as you can do. Right. Let me. Uh, I'll hit you with this next clip. Now, especially over the last five years or so, Wikipedia has has changed, as you indicate, quite a bit. Um, so first of all, um, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's really hard to participate on a lot of articles. If you go in and you make any edit at all, um, you will be sternly warned, if not just kicked out. And it doesn't matter if it's a completely positive, positive edit. This sometimes even happens on articles that are, are you know, unimportant. Why? Um, why? Why is that happening? Because I think there is a lot of 
influence. Wikipedia is known um, now by everyone to have a lot of influence in the world. Um, and so there's a, a very big, nasty, complex game being played behind the scenes um, to make the articles say what somebody wants them to say. Now, uh, I had forgotten, unfortunately, to go back and pull the uh, pull the link that he ends up talking about. But there's a firm like WikiPR where they'll go in and manage your wiki page for you. So maybe maybe we should consider uh, hitting them up for the official behind the schemes Wikipedia entry. Well, first we would need a wiki page, and then and then they can manipulate us. But that's how you stay unmanipulatable. You can't you can't mess with our wiki page if we don't have one. So there you go. And Stay of, under the radar. Of course, I had to pull this behind the scenes. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yes. Nice big ding for that one. Just lit that one. So in this uh, behind the scenes, in this interview, I mean, he's a lot of this is stuff that I feel like people that listen to this show they probably listen to No Agenda and they they're definitely clued into it. And this is nothing really new. I just kind of wanted to lay the foundation of what one of the original guys in the club was thinking and like in this last uh clip he's talking about it's a big club and you ain't a part of it um and yeah just people are getting barred from editing stuff where they got uh there was a big controversy about the adl a couple of years ago if i'm not mistaken where they were going in and self-editing their page, and, and a lot of this is about the whole fucking left versus right uh, quarreled, and only one side is fairly represented on the Wikipedia. But I mean, I, I didn't pull any of that stuff. We don't. Uh, none of it's new. Um, here's a second way that he states that uh, Wikipedia has failed. The second way, as I was saying, the second really big noticeable way in which Wikipedia has changed. What exactly does that mean? That it now represents a, polit- a particular political viewpoint over all politics? Is that not just political? Not just political. Wikipedia is pretty reliably establishment um, in its viewpoint, whatever the viewpoint is, which is ironic considering its its origins from a couple of libertarians um, who. Uh, at least in the beginning, were really tolerant and open to all sorts of anti-establishment views being canvassed within the article. Um, on, so in, in, in what other ways other than politics does that establishment feeling come across? Well, let's begin with like um, Eastern medicine. Eastern medicine is, is basically called quackery, um, often in, in – uh, Words similar to that, dismissive language, quite judgmental and so forth. Um, and it, it, it's done apparently without any compunctions at all. Uh, if they want to be nicer, they'll use the term pseudoscience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you got to love quackery. How <laughs> often do you hear that word? <laughs> I really love There's- it when someone goes off the wall and uses that word. There's an abundance of quackery all on the interwebs. That's true. They ain't trusting the it's science, true. bro. It's true. Um, so just to wrap up with Larry, uh, I do have a clip that we'll visit later in this presentation, but uh, he just lays it out that it's all propaganda. There is a reason why we want neutrality out of three different 
kinds of, of content out of journalism, uh, reference content, and textbooks. All three of them, we naturally expect them to be neutral, I claim. Um, and the reason for that is when we are getting the news, when we are learning or when we are just trying to get some basic information for background in, uh, uh, in understanding a topic, in those sorts of situations, we do not want to be led by the nose, right? We, being free individuals, want to make up our own minds. And if we don't, then there's something wrong with us, I think. I'm, I'm just going to say that. Um, I think that, that uh, basically, if you... If you're the sort of person who just wants to be told what your religion believes on the topic, who just wants to be told what your party thinks, um, or, or um, you know what what your uh, what the dictator thinks, um, then you're kind of in a bad situation. You're not fully human in that case. In fact, in situations in which that happens, well, the word for it is propaganda when it's systematic. And that's really what, what we're dealing with on Wikipedia. So you feel, now feel that Wikipedia represents propaganda? Well, I think all of the media does, but yes, I do. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Hit it right on the head. Hit it right on the head there, sir. Yep. All of the media. All of the media. So that's, you know, that's... There's not a joke. <laughs> not a joke, man. Come on. Come on. It's, Come on, it's Come very on, um, Podcasts so, are down. So, uh, are you okay? A lot of the, yeah, a lot of, I was making a joke. The, a lot of the um, stuff that they talk about, like one of the things the interviewer tries to bring up is the way Barack Obama's wiki page is reflected and the way Trump's page is reflected and it's all heavily one sided. And uh, you know, a lot of the COVID narrative is directly from the establishment. So, you won't ever find anything of any substantial uh, sustenance that represents quote-unquote alternative views against covid and its prescribed treatments and whatnot well they'll be listed under conspiracies concerning so if you go to the covid page it'll be like they'll talk about covid and they'll talk about conspiracies concerning covid right so that's a little subsection there and that's where the good stuff is yeah thank you lavish that kind of rolls off the tongue i feel like that is um them cueing your subconscious there Mm mm-hmm most definitely. Do you feel that too? Mm-hmm. Or is that just my perspective on this? No, I, I, I yeah. hunt you, so I'm going to confirm. Yes. All right, good. Kind of rolls off the tongue of the mind. Now, one of the specific articles that he references, uh, instead of wanting to really kind of muck around in the tried and true and uh, honestly overplayed Obama versus Trump page, he brings up the fact that Biden has almost a glowing, uh, like, a, what, what's the word he uses? Like a like a press release, almost. He says it reads like a press release. Um, and there's no mention of the Biden's, I mean, there's like one sentence, but they say, of course, it's a debunked conspiracy theory, and there's no mention of the Hunter Biden tapes or any of that. Uh, This took me down just kind of a bizarre little detour, but uh, Zero Hedge actually had an article called Debunked, uh, Wikipedia Editors Back Biden, Stifle Dissent, and in October of 2020, the the header for Hunter Biden on Wiki 
one of those sentences is he and his father have been the subjects of debunked right wing conspiracy theories pushed by Donald Trump and his allies concerning Biden, uh, Biden business dealings and anti-corruption efforts in Ukraine. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder if they've updated that in any capacity. So I went, I took another picture. And uh, (laughs) December 2021, since the early months of 2019, Biden and his father have been the subjects of unevidenced claims of corrupt activities. (laughs) Unevidenced. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't get there aren't just hundreds and hundreds of photos and video. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. It's a word. What? They're reversing. The fuck does unevidenced mean? I I I specifically (laughs) added that to my unbased claims. (laughs) Well, like I. Where do these conspiracies come from, other than all of the photos and video footage? I. I, Where do these people get this shit? You know, where do they make up this stuff? I know how the word was made, but I've never heard a use case of that word before. (laughs) I was just unevidenced. Yeah, Yeah. like in evidence. I know in uh, in evident is a word. Um, That's right. But I went and I looked up the definition of unevidenced, and it wasn't shown up on any Merriam-Webster or uh, any other of the... Who are our favorite uh, dictionary, by the way, who don't change definitions all the time to fit agendas. Uh, But freedictionary.com, the first results on DuckDuckGo, (laughs) had it listed. And uh, it says on their actual page, not on the description on DuckDuckGo, not evidenced. Not proven or backed up by evidence. Okay, hmm. I'll, I'll give you that one. That would contradict our situation here. But lo and behold, <laughs> I shit you not, I took a screenshot of it. It's in the show notes. When you type in on evidence and you're looking at DuckDuckGo and you see this first entry from freedictionary.com, here's what the uh, here's what's under uh, the uh, the link. Quote, for unevidenced dismissals, see Morgan against fascism and war, seven and eight, and Willie Thompson, the good old cause, British communism, 1920 to 91, and uh, Nina Pomareva's hats, the new revisionism, revisionism, the Communist International and Communist Party of Great Britain. (laughs) I was like, I don't have time to read another communist manifesto, so if anybody wants it, I'll drop that. I don't have a lifetime to read the first one. Yeah, right. Dust Capital is is very long. I don't think anyone's ever actually read it. How long are we talking here? Thousands of pages? Thousands. Thousands and thousands of just the the most wordy, bullshit nonsense you've ever heard. It just goes on and on and on. Like the Patriot Act. Yeah. It's like reading reading Atlas Shrugged times 100,000. You just, when does it end? How about yeah. new? Thank you. Yeah. Seize the means of these nuts. These. That was my favorite presidential candidate of 2016. I was really sad that he lost. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. Professor Nuts. Mr. D's. <laughs> Uh, well, Wikipedia was a uh, subject of some more recent controversy. There is a page granted the issue has been voted on and it will not be deleted but uh let me just let me let me have this clip introduce you for it wikipedia is set to delete the entry on its page referring to the hundreds of millions of mass murders which devastated subjugated peoples under communist regimes during the last 100 years according to the telegraph november 27th 
The idea of deleting that information has generated much criticism, including from Cambridge historian Professor Robert Toombs, who sees it as an attempt to whitewash communism. Toombs emphasized, this is morally indefensible, at least as bad as Holocaust denial, because linking ideology and killing is the very core of why these things are important. He added, I have read the Wikipedia page, and it seems to me careful and balanced. Therefore attempts to remove it can only be ideologically motivated to whitewash communism. Yep, that's right, everybody. There was a fairly substantial conversation on whether or not communism's greatest hits should be pulled from Wikipedia. Or uh, whitewashed, as they say. There's yep. another key word right there. Yep. Uh, millions and millions of bodies stacked in a pissing contest between who could out-comrade their comrades. Uh, the article gives estimates from anywhere uh, anywhere to, to be anywhere from 60 million people to 150 million people, with 100 million being somewhat the more generally accepted middle ground. Uh, the article that I pulled from was Rebel News. In the case of Holodomor, millions of Ukrainians were starved to death under a Soviet, Soviet policy calling for the deaths of and disenfranchisement so-called kulaks in china chairman chairman mao's disastrous four pest campaign which was part of a so-called great leap forward uh called for the eradication of sparrows and resulted in severe ecological imbalance it, it directly led to the great chinese famine which 60 million people died from of starvation uh and of Those course damn scattering. capitalists those damn capitalists. And I'm just sitting here on my little computer computer stool, spouting anti-communist views. Can't talk shit on Stalin. Unevidenced. Un- I mean, I let's be real. I don't know why you would hate communism. There's no evidence. <laughs> oh, unevidenced. <laughs> Once Sad. again, yeah. You know, you got to stop reading these conspiracy sites. Like, you know. No, lavish. It's, it's not good they, for you. They want us to stop reading altogether. That's yeah. the real agenda. Don't think. Don't analyze. Just it's so follow. much easier to burn books when you don't have to burn them. You yeah. just, you just, uh, you know, get rid of it. Oh, we, oh, it's gone. Sorry. Straight down the memory hole. Oops. Can't talk shit on Stalin, Mao Zedong, Pol Pot. I don't even know who the fuck mm. Pol Pot was. Uh, no, 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 gentlemen. That's all thought crime. <laughs> you just keep that in mind. Kim. He did write a great cooking book. I hope they didn't censor that. It's called Hot Pot. Mm. How to Serve Man. <laughs> <laughs> How to serve man? <laughs> yeah, it's a cannibal cookbook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> Soylent Green. Don't you love it, Lavish? I mean, that's fine dining. Even no. Harvey Weinstein was dining on Soylent Green. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, the Telegraph detailed how those who want the page deleted claim that the anti-communist bias is laid bare in their view that the ideology of communism is somehow inherently violent. Other Others claim that blaming communism, which historians credit for the death toll of 100 million, should not resort to simplistic presupposition. Oh, my God. Presup- uh, oh, my God. You got it. Presuppositions right that events are driven by specific ideology. Uh, countries repped in the Wikipedia article are Soviet Union, uh, China, Cambodia, People's Republic of Bulgaria, East Germany, Socialist Republic of Romania, uh, the Republic of Yugoslavia, North Korea, Republic of Vietnam, uh, Cuba, Afghanistan, People's Democratic Republic of Ethiopia. And some estimate that half of the deaths featured in this article were from famine alone. They should have just ate those bugs, man. Just eat the bugs. 
Just eat the bugs. Got to get buggy with it. Get, they get are those, full of protein. Yes. Mm. Get those feelers and antennae all up in your palate. Enjoy it. Ooh, swallow <laughs> it. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, let me, uh, I'll finish up with, uh, well, let me get, get Joe with this next clip. Some users dedicated to maintaining the site consider that the information expresses a biased, anti-communist concept, and the administrators will decide whether it should be removed. The bookmarked page describes the deaths of millions of people during the communist regimes imposed in the Soviet Union, China, Ukraine, Cambodia, Cuba, Yugoslavia, Romania, East Germany, and North Korea, with numerous sources. For his part, the director of the Federation for Defense of Democracies, Cliff May, goes so far as to call those who try to purge this historical data as accomplices. May said according to The Telegraph, those who attempt to erase this long and terrible history of criminality should be seen as accomplices after the fact, paving the way for more tyranny in the future. In this video, they go on to talk about uh, the, the Falun Gong and the Uyghurs. It's a very anti-communist China uh, video and news organization. I couldn't tell mm. if it was a bot or not reading that out. At first, I didn't think it was, and then listening through it a couple times, I was like, oh, maybe it is, but... They're getting pretty good, the, the reading buds. If you get a good one, nice expensive one, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty damn effective. Yeah, but they do have the slight, slight thing in there that you're like, oh, you're a machine. Well, I learned... It's like a captcha in your brain. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I did learn um, I did learn something while researching all of this that uh, Wikipedia page or Wikipedia discussion pages are probably one of the most blandest things I have ever read in my life because it is archives of pages. If you were to, to try and print one out, just one archive discussion page, it's probably over 100 Eight by an, uh, eight and a half by eleven sheets long, hundreds of them, and I, there's like over forty. Let me see. I can tell you what that number is right now. How big this archive was. Um, I mean, it's just scrolling and scrolling, and and I <laughs> there's fifty two, fifty two archive pages amongst this discussion, and they they they've considered trying to delete this page uh, a couple of times. I think this is now the fourth. Uh, proposition to delete it the last one was in 2009 mm. um here's a here's actually a uh, a post from one of the editors from the 2009 purge uh this article is blatant ridiculous pov propaganda and an unneeded fork slash original research it just uses different instances of violence caused by communism and put it under under the umbrella of quote genocide Furthermore, it is extremely POV to associate actions of individual regimes with communism as a whole. The page was created as soapboxing by a user whose sole edits uh, are so far pushing uh, a POV point of view on communism. Every system of government is responsible for many deaths throughout history. I don't see why communism must be singled out. Uh, (laughs) Furthermore, the deaths that occurred under communism was not uh, genocide. Ugh. Uh, okay. Mm. Sure. All right. So if y'all want to, 
by all means, knock yourself out. Just start scrolling through the What is genocide, then? Genocide only happened one time, and it was in 1941 in Germany, and that's it. Nowhere else has genocide ever happened. Yeah. What is genocide? Baby, don't hurt me. (laughs) Don't hurt me. Sorry. Comrade, don't hurt me. No yeah, nor has anyone ever conceived of it ever before in history anywhere. Just that one time. It was just a one-off. Yeah, yeah. Real uh, weird fluke. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, uh, I'll hit y'all with some of the, uh, this is from the articles for deletions. And God damn, this took me a minute to find. This is the actual uh, vote that they took, whether or not they were going to delete it. It's called the AFD Articles for Deletion. Um, here's uh, from the top of the page. The discussion ran for the standard period of seven days and drew extensive participation. Indeed, it is reportedly the largest Articles for Deletion in Wikipedia's history. How crazy is that? It, 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 so crazy. <laughs> Um, and here's a here's a couple of different um, quotes from that discussion. You are countering every single keep vote here with lengthy tirades, countering any arguments provided by the people voting to keep the article and simply flooding the discussion in a, a gish gallop style. Uh, which you've also done with uh, whoever this is, Siebert, for years in the article's talk page. Um, your name in the discussion already appears 33 times. But regardless on how much text you write, you this won't make the victims of Marxism and Leninism mass killings magically go away, disappear, or get forgotten. So this was a pro, and it was it was pretty even keeled. I mean, there was a there was some like uh, keep strongly keep strongest keep uh, delete strong delete strongest delete. Um, this douchebag says strongest delete po- po- oh god strongest possible delete. Strongest possible delete. As seen by the hard right media organizations pushing and marshalling the keep case at the top of this page and the contributions of anti-communist extremists like the quote vote above mine, this article is an ideological screed with no encyclopedic value. Wikipedia already defaults to the U.S. NATO versions of geopolitics in almost every instance and has become a tool of misinformation by far-right political forces in Latin America against their uh, opponents. Uh, This article conveys no useful information which, which assists users in learning about or interpreting global history in a global context. It exists purely to advance extremist, anti-communist narratives against political alternatives which have been embraced by hundreds of millions of people all over the world. At the worst, this article is a danger to global peace and a potential aid to genocidal acts such as those whipped up by the U.S.-induced anti-communist propaganda in Indonesia. It is not even a question. Delete. (laughs) Exactly how strong is that delete? I'd like to know. Yeah. Wow, such delete. Yeah, I got another strongest keep here. It, he he kind of counters in the opposite fashion. It's just like you know, you're you're just you're hiding history. And a, a lot of this comes from well, so much of this information could be found elsewhere. You know, it's it's all about the titling mass killings under communist regimes. That's what makes it so biased. You know, there even though there there's a Wikipedia page for. Mass killing, uh, mass anti-communist killings. I believe is the entry, 
And about six years ago, uh, there was a um, there was a uh, mass killings under capitalism page, but it ended up getting deleted. So, uh, but my last strong delete here. This isn't an informational piece of history. This is an enabling a narrative and supports some fringe ideas about history. <laughs> it's fringe. It's all fringe. Mm, mm, mm. The masters of deleting. Um. Yeah, and I mean, I got some. Uh, I got some best of uh, quotes from the uh, from the discussion pages, from the the talk pages. Do y'all have any interest in hearing those? Yeah. Um, what sure. What stands out to you the most? Uh, let's see. Credible mainstream historiography tends to neither lump all communist regimes together as a subject for scrutiny when discussing mass killings or to treat them as some sort of special case requiring a unique analysis. So you're saying that his, there's no historians that sit there and, and study the, uh, the, the body counts collectively of communism. See what I did there? Hmm. See, my jokes aren't funny unless everybody gets them. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sometimes it just takes a minute. Uh, at the b- some of us are tarts. So. <laughs> at the bottom, the view that the ideology of communism is somehow inherently violent is fringe anti-communist POV pushing. Uh, and they also argue what constitutes a mass killing. This article, with its loaded title and its endless wars over what exactly Wikipedia's contributors can or cannot include as a, quote, killing is exactly the wrong way to go about it. So I got to thinking, I was like, mm. well, you know. I wonder what kind of uh, I wonder what kind of articles you can find on uh, on uh, the mass deaths of communism. And um, I actually have some graphs here, and I'm looking at them, and I don't see any lamp there. I just see a bunch of numbers. Check them out there. It's quite extensive. the 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 picture of the um, of the stats that's the smaller of the one, but uh, on the high end, and let me see if I can get this guy's name. The uh, the link, or excuse me, the article was how many communist how many did communist regimes murder by R. J. Rummel, and it's from Hawaii.edu. Post that in both the green and troll room. But uh, he gives he actually gives a higher uh, estimate than others, with it being 259 million people, and his mid range being 110 million. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's got a second figure here. It's a bar graph. I mean, and, and it's comparing the the, the uh, world numbers versus communist communist numbers. So deportations, massacres, genocide, camps, and prisons. And in almost every one of them, communism alone is uh, tailing the world. So this one ideology, <laughs> this one ideology tailing can keep world. up with the world. Tailing the world like Ouroboros. You know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah. Snake eating, it's, snake eating uh, yeah. itself. That's what that reminds me of. That's what the, you know, that's imagery that that brings up. I think that was intentional. <laughs> you know me. But, uh, I always it, suspect mm. that, so... If you want the, yeah, we um, see the occult and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. If you want the oh. whole load, he's got his full graph, and I mean, this thing is like, <laughs> you got to zoom, like, five hundred percent. I can't zoom in anymore, and I can barely oh. read these numbers that he's got. But he he laid it all out. Uh, I will drop that in the chats for people to check out as well. Um, he has mapped out the schemes, is what you're telling us. Yeah. 
and uh, out those schemes with a mm. gif. Yeah, I don't know why it's a gif. I, I didn't get that part. Uh, but it's genius. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. It's but, a gift uh, in a gif. And that mm-hmm. was from his. Uh, he wrote another. It's not an article, but it's like a statistical report called the Statistics of Democide. Uh, which is also on the show notes, and I can't reach it anymore. Damn it! I'll have to figure out what I broke there. Find that's a that link. Um, they heard you, Booberry. They yeah. heard you. Yeah, right. Run. <laughs> I ain't running from nobody. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm that's right, because you can fly. You can fly over all their heads. You're the Mothman, so <laughs> that's only a rumor. That's only nobody's ever seen the Mothman fly except for everyone no, no, no. He's got to piss on them all as he's flying over them. <laughs> unevidenced. <laughs> <laughs> it's unevidenced currently. Let's get that on tape. <laughs> get it on tape. <laughs> Well, if you thought that you were, uh, if you thought you were going to be safe from Wikipedia, and this will kind of wrap up uh, <laughs> my communism presentation that everybody gets a little piece of. Just when you thought you were safe from communism on Wikipedia, no, you're wrong. Just when you thought you were safe from Wikipedia and dictionary, or excuse me, dictionaries and communism, you're wrong. And just when you thought you were safe from your receipt printers. Guess what? You're wrong. <laughs> Someone is hacking receipt printers of employers and printing out communist manifestos. Like, are I you love this? Are you being underpaid? <laughs> this is a. So you're a cashier working at McDonald's and you ring someone up and then the, 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 the receipt comes out of the machine and it's got a full length thing. That's just like, comrade, you work too much to. We paid so little by this terrible employer. Don't you know that it is only by you, you know, curtailing and, and, and succumbing and being slave to the system, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and on. It's really beautiful. I, whoever did this, this is really genius and hilarious. Yeah, and they and all of them, the, the photos that I found at least, you know where they direct people? <laughs> R slash anti-work. <laughs> yeah, Reddit. Send them to Reddit. Yeah, typical, <laughs> typical Reddit. Uh, uh, poverty wages only exist because people are quote willing to work for them. It is illegal for your punisher to uh, for your employer to punish you for doing this. To talk to your comrades about how much money you make and how much money they make. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I would highly recommend people to look up the uh, images of that. They're available. <laughs> you can find them. One of the one of the uh, quotes from the Vice article was, "Love r slash anti work, but please stop spamming my receipt printer." <laughs> <laughs> and they'd call them a, a that's a very bourgeois thing to say, you know. Don't inconvenience me. Oh man, yeah, mm-hmm. right. God. So thanks Reddit for another classic. Slave wages only exist because people were willing to work for them, but not anymore. This ends now. Mm-hmm. And yes, that will be a Venti. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stupid fucking communism. 6969, dudes. <laughs> we need that clip. And now. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's all I got for Wikipedia trying to uh, thought police people and their memory hole and ways. Gorgeous. Wow. Well, just so anyone forgot, Wikipedia is a joke and communists are trying to kill us all. So 
There you go. Yeah. You Sleep on that. Yeah. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every day, all see. day. <laughs> Should we do some uh, screen mails here? We're, Surely. We got a fat stack of them. Whew. Oh, nice. Oh, this yeah. going to be great. Here we go. Here's the first one. Bring it on. So I figured I'd uh, report in from the latest stakeout. Neighbors remain highly suspicious. But at least they're easy. So, mm-hmm. I figured I'd go investigate the grocery store. Oh. Well, I met some people yesterday. They'd just come in the Arizona Trail from Utah. They were looking for a ride, Tucson International. Nice. Trying to get back to Kansas, she said. I almost gave him a hitch even though it wasn't going that way. Anyway, those were the most normal people I've seen in months, if not all a year. Over time, I forget how cold and impersonal my mineral water can be. I'll check mm-hmm. in again later. Well, thank you, caller. I appreciate you extending uh, some some karma to give people rides. I think that's uh, not really something that happens all that much anymore. I've done it a couple times. No, people won't even stand next to each other anymore, let alone nice. give people rides. Earning some good karma there, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your courage, caller. No doubt. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. Let's uh, let's do a couple more. Let's do it. If uh, if uh, every everybody, if everybody's gonna, if everyone's gonna <laughs> just be real high on drugs. In yes. the middle of the day. Hmm. Hell yeah. It's not a bad and idea. And they're going to have to talk to God and answer for their misdoings. <laughs> Stop talking to yourself. Stop talking to yourself. Stop talking to yourself. <laughs> I like your thinking. Getting high in the day. We, we are day trippers, some of us. And that is not something to be stigmatized. That's right. Toke up, smoke up, do what you got to do. Not medical advice. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. That's unevidenced as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do it. Do what you got to do to see Shiva, your God, the great dog, the great gig in the sky. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Do it. I've always been a big fan of the great gig in the sky. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty groovy time. It's one of the most underrated albums out there. Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. <laughs> Ding. Great indie album. You should check it out. Some underrated. perfect musical accompaniment. For your day trip. And whatever libation you might want to imbibe. Do that too. Do everything they tell you not to do. Especially if it makes you feel good. Especially if it makes you free. Fly, yeah. fly yeah. as high as you can. You know, you got to do what makes you feel good, unless, it, of course, that's mass murdering a hundred fifty million plus people. If you're doing that, maybe it's not so good. No, no, no. Fifty, sixty, even. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a reasonable range. That's a good one to shoot. For. <laughs> you got to keep those numbers low, like two, <laughs> maybe three. Low, low, low. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like Cambodia numbers. You know what I mean? You know, hmm. moderate. 
conservative. Yeah. I can I, I got that chart right here. <laughs> We're looking Cambodia. at uh, three hundred and sixty-two thousand <laughs> living in Cambodia, formerly uh, Kampuchea. I might take a holiday there sometime. Uh, here's our next one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so excited. Mm, me too. <laughs> I concur, caller. Thank you. And thank you for your courage. Oh my god. Uh, 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 oh my god. Oh my god, you're gonna make us squeam. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh, fuck. Thank, thank you, caller. Uh, <laughs> that was that was indeed very exciting. You have perked up all of our stream holes, sir. Uh, my hat is off to you. Thank you. Uh, it's it's good to know. Maybe you should just you know take it down. No no no. Keep taking it up. Take it up to eleven. Yeah, keep taking it. <laughs> take it all the way That's up right. to eleven, and then call us back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, caller. Uh, I'll uh, we'll do one more, and uh, we'll maybe do an intermission. How does that sound to y'all? Yes, that sounds wonderful. All uh, right. Uh, much needed. Behind the. <laughs> Congratulations, dudes! Agenda yes. show, good, uh, good slot. Ben Rose, good hooking them up. <laughs> love it. Oh yeah, I love it, and I love the people. I'm out here making a bunch of lasagnas. I love it. I love it. In the mm-hmm. kitchen, cleaning up my uh, filth side That's of the nice. house, but Garfield uh, so would be jealous. But I'm listening along. It's a delightful show. You're delightful people, and uh, yeah. Keep killing them, schemers. Mm. Keep scheming Thank you. and keep Thank dreaming. Oh, we will and keep creaming and keep <laughs> dream, dreaming. I already said that. Keep doing it. <laughs> can't say it enough. You can't say it enough. It's never enough. Going to keep it going. Keep it going. Creams your dreams, your screams and your dreams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am going to sneak in though, like Garfield, and nab me some of that lasagna. Thank you very lasagna. much. I like uh, champagne. I like the uh, the transcription <laughs> at the end of the the Wolf of Casey's message. Keep killing him. <laughs> mm. That could be a show title. Keep he's, killing him. He's not comrade yet. Or, keep killing him. <laughs> I don't know. That could also be keep killing Kim. Keep killing Kim. See, it kind of. Oh. We don't want to. We don't want to point out Kim. I mean, you know, we don't all like what? Kim. I know, Did but I we don't need that? to call out Kim like that. Mm, I was thinking more Kar- Kardashian. So, oh, that one. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought we were talking about. I know you're on board Kim. with me. I know you're on board with me, Lavish. Don't pretend you're not. I mean, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't wish anything on anyone, really. You know, even well, Kim we, K. We could just kill the, we could just kill their, you know, consciousness stream like to, online. Just, just a little <laughs> Cleveland streaming. That's just a, all. There's We're just a stream of insanity. How about let's just kill that? I don't mean the real person. Let's do that. Yeah, don't condone say? violence, man. Okay. Oh no. Yeah, we don't I condone. Yeah, or we don't condone. We don't. Yeah, we do condone violence. That's what I meant to say. We, not that we don't <laughs> condone it because we Thank don't condone you. it either. Oh, Doesn't matter. Lord. Well, get your facts straight. On this show, we like to do. Uh, we try and model after the theater and Broadway and whatnot. So we uh, we have this. That's seg- something that used to exist back in the day. You you may remember it. Yeah. Hi, theater. my name is Mister Broadway. <laughs> I'm Mr. Red. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're going to do a little intermission, and but but stay yeah. tuned because we have more coming back. The intermission will be about, oh, 10 minutes or so. And then uh, when we get back, 
Quirk S, we'll, we'll have some talk about. I will bring up Mr. Epstein, I think, in the in the trial. And, and maybe correct Adam Curry on some things that may be going on. That little synchro right on that. Yep. Yeah. I cued him up earlier. I cannot wait to hear that shit. It's gonna mm. be it's gonna be pretty thick. I am yeah. certain of that. Enjoy the intermission. Uh, now this intermission was created by Lavish. Uh, Lavish, is there anything you would like to say about this before I pop the tape in? Uh, yeah. If you speak Japanese, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good enough to me. Yeah. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. Good to see you. Good to see you. Ikuma. Okay, you guys. <laughs> okay. Pop that tape. Machiwa <laughs> Matsuri.
Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister, sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. Yeah. <laughs> 
suddenly becoming obvious, I mean, uh, social media, a lot of chatter about it, that America has a real leadership crisis. And it's not just that its president, Joe Biden, seems to have dementia that's getting rapidly worse. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, we're going to get a lot done. Adding to the problem is that the person who would take over from him, if he can't go on as his vice president, she's totally clueless. And it's not just that she's not doing a job like, you know, fixing the border crisis that she was asked to do and won't go near it. Check this out. Um, Being asked during a briefing, I think it was last week, by NASA, if, if, if NASA could perhaps use its satellites to track down racist trees. Can you measure... listen to the show that that edition is pretty new so yeah. i think i think that's actually the only the second time we've played that thank you so i enjoy it thoroughly you did a great job with that <laughs> this is Glad true you like it <laughs> yes i i do i do yeah. very it's very it's very pleasing to the ears and to the yeah. soul thank you so much <laughs> it grooves down in the in the root chakra you see Indeed. And uh, welcome back. We are, you are listening to Behind the Schemes, which is currently going live Sunday. It is December 5th, 2021. And uh, we're going uh, right after the great, the, the best damn podcast in the universe, No Agenda, with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. And uh, we're hanging out with you. And if you're listening live, mm-hmm. then we very much appreciate you listening. Uh, 
Yes. If you want to give us a call, we got a phone line, 612-263-7999. Mm-hmm. And you can always give us a call, and you can always, uh, we'll play your, your thing on the air. So be polite. Be nice. Yeah. Your thing, whatever it may be. <laughs> we be did. it a scream or a dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We did have a, uh, a freak of hazard come through. Uh, Fletcher of Hog ah, Story fame. Yes. Ah, filling sweet. our fun hole right up. I'm going to have to go <laughs> grab my blue shirt. It's over there somewhere. <laughs> that man knows the loin chakra very well. Sir John Fletcher. <laughs> there <laughs> we are. Thank he sent you, us uh, $9.99. $9.99. $9.99. $9.99. That is a sweet triplicate of that number, that magical, yeah, that magical multiple is what that is. We like the magical multiples. Thank you. Thank you, Fletcher. Thank you mm-hmm. for your contribution. Yep. They and do a, a hilarious show. We, uh, and I want to say uh, Spencer had brought this up when uh, when Lavish, when you were on a bowl after bowl, is like we all kind of take little pieces of shows here and there and then add our own spins to it. Uh, so mm-hmm. Hog Story was definitely a big inspiration for how I wanted to, or where I wanted to get the show at. And uh, with the addition of yourself and Quirkus, it, it really kind of got to the mm-hmm. to, to the to the level. You know, mm-hmm. where I was yeah. really wanting to to bring stuff. Indeed, they are they are a great inspiration. In fact, I probably wouldn't be on the show right now, at least at this point, if it weren't for them, because they were the first ones that invited me to to be on a podcast at all. I was just a producer hanging out in the troll room for yeah, you know, a couple of years, and uh, they invited me on, and and one thing led to another, and now here I am on the No Gym stream. Yes. Doing you live. Well, thank you for your courage, <laughs> Fletcher. We really appreciate it, and it's always a pleasure to get on to the show with you. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll hit some more voicemails here, or excuse me, scream mails, and then uh, I believe, Quirkus, you were up next with your role of a 16. Ah, yes, 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 which adds to a divine seven, which leads into what I want to discuss. Um, and... I've been given great thought to it and realized just how little I knew about kundalini yoga. Kundalini yoga. Mm. My goodness, what a fascinating practice that dates back at least 2,000 years. And what I've learned, that's right, I am procuring my notes. Excuse me, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I have made some notes. Because, well, let's be honest, these words are not native to an English speaker like me. And many of the words that I came across were taken and they were from, translated from Sanskrit, which is also an ancient language. That which is fairly difficult to translate if not done well and by uh, a native that can read it and speak it and <clears throat> one of the things I just, yeah, one of the things I actually discovered about yoga is despite what we believe about yoga being all about movements and bodily poses and postures, is that it's actually more immersive, far more immersive than that. There are many types of yogas, and it is. It dates back so far to when Indian sages 
were seeking a way to discover enlightenment. You know, with spiritual exploration and developing techniques over time. And they decided to record these techniques and the insights that they gained. And over time, these rishis, as they are called, rishis. Rishis. Yes, rishis. They are holy sages. And they developed Sanskrit scriptures called Upanishads. Upanishads, of which there are 108. What does that amount to? Nine. If we're looking at it numerologically, (laughs) that magical multiple, you know I love that magical multiple, can't deny it, won't do it. So the Upanishads, of which there are 108, um, are consisted in and comprised in the Vedas. And the Vedas are Hindu religious and spiritual practices. So this is all rooted in Hinduism and Hindu culture. And 20 of these yogic Upanishads are dedicated specifically to Kundalini Yoga, the theory and the practice. And there, there are many branches of it, so there's so much more to it than really we realized. However, what really brought um, Kundalini Yoga into the focus for the Western, uh, the Western world here was... Um, essentially a book published in 1967 by Gopi Krishna. And that book is titled Kundalini, the Evolutionary Energy of Man. That really introduced the concept, the practice, and everything which the Upanishads informed Kundalini Yoga to be. Mm. And they focused on the thing about the issues that are taken by yogis regarding modern kundalini yoga is that they're too we're too focused here in the western world this is the the major issue that is taken with it on simply deriving spiritual experiences where we're experimenting with it in a way that we did with and still do but it was centered in the hippie movement in the 60s so for that book to come along in 1967 the timeliness of it was just absolutely ripe for how it was utilized and how it was perceived and people did learn a lot though that's the thing is it did spawn for those that weren't just experimenting and playing with it they it's more about gaining spiritual wisdom instead of just having a spiritual experience because people that do practice and do learn kundalini yoga which is it's hard to describe really i find um, what i have learned about it i i really want to encourage people to learn about it because of all the yogas i recommend you read all of the yogas and try to understand them because i'm telling you i'm trying to understand them and i have a long way to go on this i wish that i could say that i'm experienced with this i'm not aware of anybody in our community that uh you know really talks about kundalini or yoga and if I spent more time in NAS, I would. But I encourage you to call in in some time in the future and let us know if you have experienced Kundalini. Because mm. it is described, it, um, the meaning of it is, let me turn the page here, nice and crisp for you. That's right. Hey, Kundalini, nice 
<laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very much, thank you. Well, I'll be here all day. So, <laughs> tip your waitresses. You've been beautiful. So, Kundalini. <laughs> Kundalini is <laughs> no, no, no. Kundalini Shakti. Kundalini Shakti essentially means coiled serpent. That's the Kundalini. And Shakti is power or energy. And the Hindus believed and um, they visualized this. They superimposed it. They also superimposed what we know as the chakras. That is greatly debated. Um, heatedly debated, actually, about amongst practitioners of the various yogas, especially Kundalini yoga, about whether uh, chakras, as how they are properly pronounced, not chakras, but chakras, chakras, that they are present within the body. So there was a nice synchro because you brought up chakras right before the intermission, Lavish. Indeed. And I, think, I think you did pick up on that. Thank you. Um, it was a nice lead-in. It's just that one that you were unaware of. Uh, oops, I'm sorry, unevidenced. So. <laughs> <laughs> the chakras are always near, aren't they, Cortez? They're always <laughs> close by. Yes, and yeah, that's that's the thing. Another thing that I learned because that is also what was superimposed on us, and that people really choose to believe. It is actually a choice, and either way that you believe if the uh, chakras exist within your energetic body, or you don't. The Originally, the intention of superimposing the idea of uh, chakras and the points, and what they're all used for, and what they can facilitate as you are uh, practicing, and you are exploring, and you are meditating... The whole point, the Rishis, the Rishis did this, is to give us symbolism because it does help us. It does help us facilitate. It does help us focus. And it, it's very useful for visualization. And anything that can help facilitate, anything that can help um, us evolve was and is a positive, beneficial aspect so despite the fact that it is debated the chakras whether they truly exist or or simply what the rishis originally intended was for our benefit so there's no need to argue about that but it's an it's important uh point to note um because Mm -hmm. ultimately the the idea of it and visualizing it of which there are seven there are seven and i'm going to attempt to pronounce these properly so forgive me if i'm (laughs) if i don't because i was listening to the pronunciations of them and realized just how beautiful the language sounds to me so and i will also tell you that before i do this the seven total chakras which by the way means wheel in sanskrit Mm. it means wheel all the Mm -hmm. time that's awesome Yeah. yeah and cycles it's all about cycles Yes, exactly. And that leads into what else I have learned about this, which is very fascinating, is that the symbolism and the visualize, the visuals of the chakras, the, they are depicted as and symbolized by lotus flowers because mm. of their known purity. And the purity that they symbolize helps inform us and inspire us and speaks to the root of whom we are underneath it all. 
and whom we are, the great and supreme divinity that we truly possess and is within us and all around us. And the lotus flowers are symbolized not only for their purity, but their great diversity and beauty and color and their ability to survive, their ability to thrive, and even the murkiest and dirtiest of environments and to withhold and inspire their purity and their beauty, which is deeply within us. And it's it's really, truly something that you can discover for yourself. Whatever kind of meditation you do, your brain does automatically, in some instances, and naturally, organically meditate. Your brain goes into meditative states in both your waking and your sleep states, conscious and unconscious. And it can really be rooted in your subconscious. If you will it to be, you can transform your subconscious. And yoga is is more of a spiritual practice instead of simply a physical construct. There are many types of yoga. And one of the greatest types of yoga is karma yoga. Simply being of service to others is a type of yoga, which has been observed through all of these through all of these cultures that utilize it, that embrace it. And karma yoga is just what it sounds like. And it's beautiful that this community completely embraces karma and the ideology of karma. Mm -hmm. Because it really plants a seed in us. And that is a type of yoga. That's a yogic thought. That is a yogic practice. One that resides not just in your mind, but in your spirit. And embracing that is beautiful. I was touched when thinking about it and just how much we really want to give karma to each other. And we have fun with it. But ultimately, we know what that's about, whether you believe in this principle or not. We know that what you do comes back to you, full circle. Everything you send out comes back to you. And whether you believe that or not, I think everyone I have ever known can at least say that they've evidenced that. Whether you're an introspective person or you really, you know, deep dive into your own psyche or the psyches of others, that is evidenced everywhere. Just how much what we put out vibrationally, energetically, and emotionally, psychologically, sexually, every level of whom we are, we put it out. We radiate it. We emanate it. And it affects everything around us. It affects people. It affects us. And there's a level which you can't deny. You can feel that. I can tell you that um, when speaking with people about this, about their ability to recognize the energy in others, I ask them, have you ever really, you know, heard the term about that person just gives me good vibes or bad vibes, bad vibes? You know, we focus a little too much on the negative, so people are more familiar with that. But I, I make a point to bring up good vibes first just to put it at the forefront. It's a nice seed to plant because it's a seed that was planted in my mind. And it's something that I struggle with. How many of you out there find it a struggle to hold on to the positive thoughts, your experiences, and the memories? And how easily trauma from different parts of our life can be trapped. And we keep it there. And it stays within us. It's deeply rooted just as in the deepest recesses of your psyche, can hold on to that and can manifest so intensely in your life through the subconscious, 
And you're not even really sure because you want to think that you can control that. But ultimately, it ends up controlling you. So one of Mm -hmm. the ways to really break through the barrier, which was what the Rishis were doing, they learned to break through these barriers. They learned to access a higher a higher level of being and existence. It's really quite fascinating, and there's so much to learn about it. Um, I do want to try to do this anyway, because the reason that I was describing to you about the symbology of the lotus flowers represents seven different chakras within your body. Now, uh, the muladhara, the muladhara, that starts at the base of the spine, or the sacrum. And all of these lotus flowers, by the way, are represented facing up, not forward, as we see them depicted in certain, in, uh, in certain graphics. They are facing up because that is where the energy is going. That is the flow. That's the direction of the energy. It's going mm-hmm. up. So the muladhara has four petals, four lotus vessels. That is the base of the spine. The shadhisthana has six petals, and that is just above the base of the spine. The Manipura has ten petals and is is located at the navel. The Anahata has twelve petals and that is in the center of the heart. The um, Vishuddha, sorry, that's a little tough, that one. (laughs) Vishuddha has sixteen petals and that is located in the throat. The Ashna is two petals and that is directly between your eyebrows, right there, where you believe, where we observe the third eye. And the Sahasrara, the crown of the head, a thousand petals, a thousand petals it is represented by. To really, to really illustrate just how much you can blossom if you practice, if you seek, if you explore your consciousness, if you attempt to rise higher and enlighten yourself. It is not just worthy. It's not just a a worthy venture, a worthy practice. It's something that really can set you free, can really help you understand what the nature of our universe is, what the nature of existence is. And I can't speak from experience. So if you have experience, not particularly with kundalini yoga, but with meditation and any form of meditation. There's nothing special that you have to do. It's unique to you. It's personal to you. You can figure it out. Any form of art that you enjoy, anything that really puts you in the flow or you feel like you are in the moment where time seems to disappear and you're not conscious of it anymore because you're in the zone. When you feel like you're in the zone, when you're enjoying something so much that all distractions fade away, that is a state of meditation, something that our brain naturally wants to kick into. That's a gear, that's a drive that you definitely want to pursue. And no matter what you believe about it, I think we can all say that we've had those meditative moments in our lives where we were feel in the zone and, and time was not even a construct. We weren't thinking about it. And how did you really feel when you're in that state? Think about it. Analyze it. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> so the, there are these centers within us, which the Rishis taught us about. And it has been attributed to prana. Now, there are various types of pranas. There are five main types of pranas. 
and that is considered the life force. So the, the life force or the breath of yogic practice are the pranas. However, the nadis, which the rishis actually did record, they spoke about this prominently in their uh, Sanskrit scriptures. The nadis are what actually direct the flow of the pranas, not chakras, not chakras. That's attributed to the chakras in modern uh, kundalini yoga. But it is actually the nadis which direct the flow of the pranas throughout us, starting at the base of our spine. And it represents the nervous system. There were originally pranas were depicted as a, a, a nervous system map pre-science. It was pre-scientific when they constructed this, when they really created it. And there are said to be over 72,000 of, um, not the pranas, but the nadis, as being the routes in our nervous system. Long before we even had the terminology for the nervous system, the rishis really detected, they really felt it, and they tried to map it out. And being that that's pre-science, that's incredibly impressive that they were able to understand the concept of how the nervous system really works within the human body. Sure. There's um, three main nadi routes, nadi. It's the sushumna, that's the base of the spine, all the way to the crown or the top of your head. There's the ida, which is the base of the spine, which curves around up to the left nostril. These are the three main nadi routes. Out of the 72,000 that were mapped, holy cow. And the, um, the pingala was the curvature from the base of the spine to the right nostril. And these routes are the main routes. And it looks sort of like a um, sideways turned eye. If you look at it, if it's graphed up from the Sushumna to the Ida to the Pingala, these nadis are the main routes which really direct the flow of the energy of pranas throughout the chakras. And the experience of Kundalini, for those who believe that they have achieved it, has been so life-changing, that the feelings in their body are like none that they've ever experienced, many of them report. Feelings which far surpass what we know as the, you know, the sensory experiences, whether you believe in the five or the six senses, that far surpass anything that they've ever experienced. Now, for some, Kundalini has been considered quite dangerous, because really, what you're doing is you're awakening you're awakening something deep inside you at the base of your spine, which is a sacred place, the sacrum. And for those who have achieved Kundalini and continue to explore that, continue to try to experience that, that is the real, that is the real, true, genuine gain from it. It's the benefit, is not just a spiritual experience, but the wisdom that is gained the wisdom that is accrued and it's not even accrued or accumulated that's not quite the right word but it's essentially something that was always within them accessing that is exactly what they don't want us to do with the people who want to keep us down i'm going to go behind the schemes you know i'm going to do it <laughs> going behind the schemes here this is what this is what they don't want us to discover 
whether you do it in whether you achieve any kind of enlightenment or healing or understanding or great wisdom or truly access the divine consciousness or whatever words you would like to use to replace that whatever works once you even get a taste of it even just a taste you truly understand what the what the word divine really represents the true origin of it is to raise you up to levels that you know we were meant to achieve. This is what they don't want us to think about. This is what our overlords, and they're just people, you know, you might think that they could be in league with interstellar, highly advanced species. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. We don't really know for sure. There's a lot of intel that comes through about that, but that could also be all disinformation. Really, the question remains. We're always looking for this physical proof, but the answers are out there. They're, well, the truth is out there, but it's also within us. And that's something that you don't need any authorities to tell you. You don't need anybody to discover that or um, to divulge that. You don't have to worry about documents being redacted. All of that truth, all that knowledge is there for you to access. And there are many ways that you can do it. But for people whom have engaged in and explored different types of meditation such as yoga such as simply doing an act of good for others being karma yoga it does in fact open you up to powers that you didn't know that you had to feelings that you know go far beyond what we've been told and you really feel how limited and you really understand at that point from what and I'm gathering this from people who are experienced. I cannot speak from personal experience with Kundalini, but I can tell you I personally in some of my yeah, in, in some of the experiences I've had just with meditation alone, which yes, I personalized. I didn't follow a specific posture or you know, chant. Um, I just developed my own mantras. I started using crystals at one point, which was very beneficial for me. But uh, I can tell you that I have, when I have really focused, reached levels of understanding and peace and what feels like the divine to me or whatever you, you know, want to call it, the great consciousness, um, something that is so great and is so vast. and, And it's as if you really feel how much of a part of the cosmos you really are and always were. Another thing that I want to bring up is just a moment here. Cool. <laughs> Bear with me. Bear with me. Real quick. Could I, uh, could I actually yeah. share an anic- oh, a brief yeah. anecdotes of a, Oh, please do. Uh, I was taking a vacation right after I'd finished a tour. It was one of the longer ones I'd done 18 months and, I don't mm. often take vacations, so this is maybe like the second one in a couple of years that I had done, and we were uh, in Key West down in Florida, and this is when I really just kind of started opening up to meditation and, and finding the stones, like went and got some water from the harbor, salt water, put all my quartz and whatnot in there and let it sit in the sun. Uh, and I, I went out to the uh, to the pier one evening to just sit, and do some meditation and mm-hmm. watch the sunset. And as I'm sitting on the pier, um, and eyes are closed, <clears throat> probably doing it for like, I don't know, 35, 45 minutes. And this entire time, I'm just thinking like, wow, how phenomenal would it be 
to just like summon fire straight into my hand, just like yes. have it erupt and, and just contain this ball of uh, burning energy. Like that would be mm-hmm. the sickest thing ever. That's Kundalini. <laughs> and, uh, actually, <laughs> and this is probably right at sunset. And, uh, you know, I, I feel, I feel pretty good. Um, I, I've never been the best ab- uh, about, uh, sort of breath control and whatnot, but, um, you know, I was, I was feeling good. It was a, it was a beautiful day. Uh, got some sun rays in and whatnot. And like I said, thinking about this fire the entire time. And I opened my eyes for the first time in about 45 minutes. And lo and fucking behold, people down the coast, and you know, within a quarter of a mile, they had let off about 60 paper lanterns into the sky. Oh, nice. <laughs> Perfect. It's Absolutely asking thou shall receive. So I, yes. you know, I, I open yes. my eyes and I look up and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> there's all these <laughs> paper lanterns. <laughs> it was very cool and very trippy. Very cool. That's that's. I love it when shit like that happens. Yeah, yeah that, that's a beautiful synchronicity. I'm going to label it that. You can call it what you want. To me, that's a beautiful synchronicity, especially if you didn't foresee that happening or you didn't uh, know about it. I had no it. idea. I had no idea. So the question remains now for me, now that you're telling me this, that is essentially the whole concept and understanding of Kundalini as a fire that rises up. It's a fire that's stoked, that has, has long been extinguished. Did you feel any of those sensations? Were you able to conjure something that really rose up inside of you? Or were you just enjoying the visualizations of it? Uh, I think it was more so just enjoying the visualizations and uh, sort mm-hmm. of imagining what it would feel like to have that uh to have that energy like manifest into something physical like you know to to have it be like an outward um expelment of of you know flame of heat of energy and whatnot um mm. i yes. don't i've I've never really gotten very good about uh feeling the the circular chakra wheels up mm. and down. i i you know, I did spend a lot of time like trying to go one by one and and mm-hmm. get that sensation of them spinning up and having them sort of synchronize in in one singular rotation. And uh, yeah, I got I wouldn't say I ever got like close to anything, but I could definitely like it felt like I had started the engine in some way or another, some yes. form or fashion. That's what the Rishis were were telling us was that this is the for the use of visualization so even if you don't necessarily feel that you don't need to necessarily rely on the chakras because they are they were superimposed intentionally just for the utilization of that and if that helps then it achieves the ultimate goal so that that's fantastic that you tried to do that though because uh the kundalini shakti the the coiled serpent power energy they visualized it, and it's considered a prescription. It's a, pres- it's a prescription instead of a description in the Vedas. And the prescription is to visualize Kundalini Shakti as a powerful serpent coiled up at the base of the spine, which you bring to life and really unleashes all of its energy. Serpents are highly revered in Hindu culture, and they're represented all throughout the art and the statues, the monuments, the religion, in the culture, serpents are highly revered for their power to bring to life 
what is essentially a rebirth, such as when they shed their skin. That is a form of rebirth. And they emerge ever more powerful, ever more, mm, well, reborn. They're renewed in a way that reveals more about their true nature, reveals it's getting through the layers. You're going through the layers. The Hindus believed they had this philosophy about the creation of the universe was formed from the union of Shiva, which was actually the masculine principle and considered the fabric of existence, and Shakti, which is the feminine principle and was considered the creative power. And without the union of these two, it could never have formed everything which has, well, birthed in the universe. That's the philosophy. And instead, and we're not talking about the Shiva or the Shakti, which are the four armed deities. These were the concepts. These were the, uh, this was the understanding. And the ultimate goal of the Kundalini Shakti is ascension to the Sahasrara Chakra, which is the crown of your head. And to reach those thousand petals, those thousand lotus petals, to really blossom them, to really help them flourish, to make them open up and reveal all of the truth of the universe, all the truth of existence, is what these rishis were really discovering, was the power of, to create stillness in the mind and to keep exploring and discovering. I'm repeating some of my words here, but that's really what it boils down to. Mm, I have not tried this. I have not yet tried kundalini yoga. I really recommend that people learn about all of the various yogas and at least try some yogic practice. See what develops. Even doing service to others. Again, there's the karma yoga and there's many types of yoga. Simply belief is considered a yoga and it's a yoga practice which accesses that which you have, which others want to control and possess. And we have the power to prevent them, the ability to do that. Don't ever forget that. We have the power to deny them access, to control our mind, to control our spirit, to control our understanding, our, our need and want and desire, completely natural to us as these biological beings, but also spiritual beings to really branch out that's why they do what they do. That's why they, you know, that's why these people, they're just people. They're, you know, they're megalomaniacs. You don't have to listen to them. You don't have to believe anything they say. You don't want to be a slave. None of us want to be a slave. So open your mind and disconnect from all of that and realize that you don't need anybody to tell you the great truths. You can discover that for yourself. You know what it is. It's just that nobody ever taught you that. Maybe nobody ever taught you that, that you have all the power. You have the power. You do. <laughs> you really, <laughs> truly do. And just know that. Know that. Break free from the confines of your programming and your, the brainwashing and the conditioning. That's all that it is. It's, it's gang mentality. It's pack mentality. You don't have to give in to that to survive. As a matter of fact, when you do break free, you can really survive to the point where you are thriving thriving and it is the ultimate sustenance divinity 
open yourself to it. <laughs> and I would uh, I would definitely recommend for further listening episode fifty of uh, Grimerica Outlaw, where they have Zorananda on, and he's a, yes. a yoga expert. And I, I dropped that in the chats uh, earlier. And uh, Corgus, mm-hmm. I think I think you'd really be into that one if you hadn't heard it yet. Oh, and definitely, most definitely, thank you, Booberry. Yeah. Uh, they uh, that was actually the episode that they had referenced when they had joined us. Um, when he was talking about one of the yogis that had snipped the bottom fleshy part of his tongue so that he could reach up his nasal cavity with his tongue mm-hmm. to uh, ex- basically express his pineal gland, and he didn't yes. require any food or water or sustenance. Mm-hmm. He, he just used that to keep himself alive for seventy yes. plus years. It becomes its own sustenance from what we understand of people who can go into stasis through meditation. Stasis can be achieved and it's, it's powerful. So thank you for, I definitely want to learn about that and, and, uh, you know, learn to practice it myself, learn to really try to understand and and reach that point myself. Thank you for (laughs) letting me. Uh, I'm off my soapbox for a moment. I, I'm breathing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that, which I, though I didn't bring you any um, audio tidbits today. Oh, that's fine. There are plenty for you to discover. And hopefully I, I have stimulated something within you. Your coiled serpent, which wants to rise, rise from <laughs> your doom, rise from your doom. <laughs> I think uh, I think the first place I'm going to start it on, is on YouTube with naked yoga. <laughs> That's the best. Well, if you're not doing uh, uh, if you're not doing yoga naked, you're not doing it right. That's the way it was meant to be done. Well, you do have uh, much better freedom. You do have some physical freedom there, which is undeniable. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and very evident. You'll rip evidenced, less pants this way, by the way. You'll rip <laughs> <Yeah>. way less pants. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to be discovered out there. I'll just say this in closing. Don't let me step on you, but uh, I must say, there's so much more about this. Whether you uh, whether you really start to research and even attempt to get into yogic practice of any kind or any meditative practice. Read about it. Learn about it. Think about it. Just do that much. Think about it. Plant the seed in your own mind. Don't let the other, don't let the, the negative and the malevolent seeds take up your consciousness. Let the beneficial, benevolent, and, and truly divine seeds fill you, your mind, your spirit. Embrace it. Yeah, don't plant no weeds over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only or, the dank weed. Or, or do plant you can plant, weed. You can plant and use some dank weed. <laughs> nice. Well, that yes. was indeed. That was a lovely presentation on uh, Kundalini and, and yoga and mindfulness and. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And energy thank you and much. vibrations. Yes, thank you. Thank you for leading into it without that? even knowing it. Lavish. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Booberry. I appreciate that that you give me this forum. It's wonderful to be on this show, and I truly am honored. And I continuously evolve being a part of it. Thank you. Hell yeah. Hmm. Uh, Beautiful. Lavish, uh, would you like to hear a couple of screen mails, and then we'll <laughs> get to the quote-unquote correction from today's No Agenda? It's not a correction. All the stuff I'm going to bring up, Adam already knew. But yes, please, let's play. let's listen to some voicemails. 
Hi, uh, this is Christopher Battles, and I was told that I need to leave uh, Scream Mail. I don't know what a Scream Mail is, but uh, uh, Scream Mail, I heard it's I guess he screams, you go like, ah. <laughs> I guess that's a Scream Mail. Uh, this is Christopher <laughs> Battles, and uh, that's my Scream Mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, everybody has their own individual Scream. And you know, I'll call in with another email if he wants to, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we welcome all of them. Bring us all your screams, your streams. Yeah, please call in anytime you want. And put in <laughs> Don't forget your blue hair, okay, please. <laughs> your dreams, your screams, and your streams of consciousness are not just welcome, but highly encouraged. Thank you. And uh, we'll do, uh, let's see, one, two. We'll do uh, two more here. So. Mrs. Disney. That's one entitled princess right there. I, I give my condolences to Mrs. Disney. I would love to. Mrs. Disney. Oh, man. This Call Disney me. 612. Is 612-263-7999. Please call me, Mrs. Disney. And somehow still alive. <laughs> I hope so. Keep calling in. Uh-huh. Keep calling in uh-huh. as long as you can uh-huh. before you're truly transhumanist. Give us God. what you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I think this one might be a proper scream. Let's see. Where's that cat? Where's that cat? Keep that cat. Oh my god. Oh man, I really need to hear that again. I need to hear that again at some time in the near future. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll look at that one, Cynthia. Uh, but uh, we'll turn it over to Lavish for his presentation. I'm definitely stoked about this one. Kinda. Some primal barks in there. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Barker. Thanks for calling. Thanks for barking, caller. Primal. We appreciate primal. it. Oh. Always appreciate a little, uh, little barking. Uh, so, yeah. I don't have any um, extensive archives of statistics or metaphysical literature necessarily to bring to the table, but there is uh, something going on which was brought up on the No Agenda show today that uh, I think is interesting. The first week of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial has just finished. Uh, They went in for five days and came out, and there isn't a lot of footage on the thing because... It's just being buried. It's being buried by everyone. And um, from what little uh, Adam brought it up today, and he said that, that we learned nothing new, which is very much true. There's not really a whole lot going on that's kind of um, changing up the, what we already knew from before. But it's good to to just keep fresh on what's going on. The, the trial itself, um, she's being faced with six federal charges from four accusers. And the star of this week was one of these accusers whose alias is Jane. And uh, Jane was brought up earlier. And um, Jane uh, Jane says that she met 
uh, Ghislaine. I know that that isn't her the way that you actually say her first name, but it's just I just want to say it that way. I can say <laughs> Maxwell. We'll say, we'll say Maxwell. And and just for refreshers, just in case anybody has forgotten, uh, Maxwell is the daughter of uh, a Robert Maxwell, a media mogul, uh, who is is considered one of the founding fathers of of Israel, essentially. And at his suicide, or not suicide, at his funeral, he wasn't suicided, I don't think. I don't know. I can't confirm nor deny. But uh, at his funeral, just about every head of state was there to to honor him. So he was a big, big deal. And um, this is his little girl. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So. It's so creepy. (laughs) (laughs) So this is is the, the Maxwell family with these deep, deep ties. So a lot of people think that Epstein, that Maxwell worked for Epstein, but in my opinion, it was probably something more along the lines of the other way around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epstein was kind of just, uh, he was, from we can, from what we can find, he was from a rougher background. But I don't know, there's, there's a little evidence to kind of contradict that narrative. But she definitely is from a privileged background and grew up in, in the socialite world. And um, so with this Jane character we have her statement, which says that when she was 14 years old, she was attending a summer camp at a very prestigious art school uh, for young kids. It's like a middle school and high school. Um, and I think, and maybe an elementary school too. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's one through 12, or I don't know how it works. But it's, it's a lot of young people, and it's in Michigan. It's called the Interlochen Academy. And the Interlochen Academy, there's all kinds of famous people that have graduated from there. Uh, Vince Gilligan, uh, the creator of um, Breaking Bad, and um, hmm. a bunch of a bunch of people. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to remember where it was, but it was like Sarah Rule, the playwright Sarah Rules from there. Anthony Rapp, and then oh, also Larry Page from Google uh, attended the school at some point. So, and this is in his youth, right? So the, this is a really hidey-tidy art school that's way up in the middle of nowhere at the ass end of Michigan, about 20 miles, uh, about 20 <laughs> miles west of, of Lake Michigan, just way out there, right? Yeah, that is the ass end, yep. <laughs> but it's very, very, it's very, uh, you know, prestigious, very wealthy and all that. Indeed, it is. Beautiful. So she's up there, yeah, and it's very lovely from what I can tell. And um, so they're out there. Jane is a 14-year-old. She's attending the summer camp. She's just hanging out in the park when a woman and a man walk by with a cute little Yorkie and engage with her. And this woman and this man were none other than our friends, uh, Ghislaine and Jeff Epstein. So they're just hanging out at this, <laughs> this art school out in the middle of nowhere in Michigan, walking their cute dog, and they, they get this girl's attention and they go up to her and they find out where she lives and they, um, you know, Epstein tells her, this is according to her testimony, by the way, in court. And uh, if you want to find all of this stuff, this can all be in the show notes. You, this all can be found in the show notes. The um, All all of the, the, the publicly released testimony and all that. The the transcripts, as it were. and And people who summarize it and people who follow the case and and give you day-by-day summations, which is, you know, a lot easier than going through a bunch of court docs. But um, she was approached, and uh, and they, like, struck up, and, and 
Jeff Epstein said that he was a, a donor and that he could get her a scholarship. And Ghislaine uh, asked for her phone number, for her mother's phone number. <laughs> Ooh, I'm getting shivers here. I mean, that's damn creepy. Yeah. So so they're out there. They get this girl's uh, information. And then from there, she says that it was just a, a years-long parade of horrors. This is to quote. Uh, she says that they there were encounters of Epstein masturbating on her in a pool, uh, touching her, painful abuse, um, you know, getting her involved in orgies and all kinds of stuff with Maxwell involved in the orgies. And uh, it's it just is this nightmare going on from, from then on out. And she's this is this is kind of the centerpiece of this week's whole trial that's going on. Uh, and all of the, uh, or most of the government witnesses, including Epstein's ex-pilot, Lawrence Visosky, and his ex-house manager, Juan Alessi, they all recognize her. Oh, yeah, we yeah we recognize you. We saw you. Um, so, ugh. so I started looking into this school, and I, and I was wondering what the connection was, why these guys were hanging out at this school in particular, this interlocking uh, spot. And if you will... Uh, Mr. Booberry, I have a clip that's mm-hmm. kind of, this is like the main video on the Interlocking YouTube page kind of introduces the, the school and it's pretty creepy. <laughs> Check it out. It's such a great experience to make friends who you can talk about what you love with and you know that they feel the exact same way about it and it's so different from anything that I've ever had before. To come to Interlocking is to find a home. Come to Interlochen is to find a place where you can set your artistic roots. Interlochen's approach to education is bringing together really exceptional faculty with young people who have a deep passion for the arts. Something special mm. really happens here. It's unreal how much you are just surrounded by motivation and inspiration. Interlochen helped me expand who I am. It's an amazing community with just wonderful people and everyone wants you to succeed. It's a wonderful place to be for creative people. That's a little mm. culty. Ooh, <laughs> just a culty. little. Just a little. It's very Satan-y. It is. Very it Satan-y. actually is. It's very <laughs> Satan-y. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> you just, even, even their they're very typical background, their audio bed there, that music, it just reeks of it's just you another know, shitty Apple appeal. commercial. Yeah. You yeah. Know, which is the basis for modern cult music. Do, 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 yeah. Do, with a little guitar going. We're going we're we're gonna to access all the peaks and, and get your endorphins going. And, <laughs> and yeah, just feel it. Like, come to us, one of us. One come of us. Come to us. Yep. Uh, so, you know, as yeah. you know, the cult business is booming these days. And uh, everybody's having a great time. But th- this place, of course, is like... If you've ever seen a really expensive or, or prestigious uh, private school, you'll know that it's it's all exclusive. It's very exclusive. It's very expensive. Not to say that everybody that goes there is very wealthy. There are people who are actually you know middle class or upper middle class, and the parents will will sacrifice and they will put in their kids to go to these prestigious um, schools so that they can you know get a great shot in life and. and be able to follow their dreams and all that. And a lot of parents will, will do that for their kids. So there are a lot of kids in these prestigious schools that are, aren't actually very wealthy. They aren't very connected. And so 
when you have this instance of just assuming that this was a predatory event, that these two really were seeking out a girl to find and to exploit, that uh, <laughs> they're out there. Uh, oh no! Did I, uh, it's it's uh, it's scary. I, I, I just pulled a Joe Biden. I just I just brain farted. <laughs> I was totally brain farted. Anyway, I got. Come on, I got man! Into the Come on! Come on! You know the thing. You know pick the it up, thing. Pick it up. Not pick a it joke. Up. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> yeah. Shake it off. Well, anyway, so I was looking into this school, and I found a picture that I thought was very fascinating. And if you're in the uh, chat, you can see this picture. Uh, and I'll post it in the no agenda. Bam. And everybody should be able to see it. This is a picture of the Interlock and Center of the Arts 1967 High School Boys Cabin 1. And if you see at the very top left, the the young man who's standing at the very top left, you oh, may man. recognize him. He is, there, there he is, 1967 Jeff Epp. And yeah. I have a news article that confirms that he went there. Which I you can also find in the show notes. Uh, it's a German website though, so it'll be difficult to. Um, it's not difficult. You just have to get the the translator or whatever. But it is Damn. a German site, so get it translated into English, and it'll it'll talk about it. He majored in uh, bassoon and orchestra and radio. Bassoon. His, yeah. Wow. Okay, so he actually had inclination towards art at some point in his life. True art. Well, he went to the school, and if you go to the school, you have to do something. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's interesting that he... And it just shows that either he came from a privileged background, or he had you know, parents that put him through to this at their mm-hmm. own expense, right? Um, so I thought that that was absolutely fascinating, uh, that he went to the school, and then he started donating to it uh, later in life, and mm-hmm. he had his own little creepy cabin... Of course he uh, did. He had a very disgusting, scary cabin, uh, which can be found in the show notes, uh, in the picture, I think. Oh, from the Detroit News, actually, provided this photo. And where he was summoning Cthulhu? Oh, thank you. I've got to see this. Where he was taking... Oh, no, it's not there. Either way, it's in the show notes. Apologies again. Okay. But uh, he was taking... He, he had the Jeffrey Epstein Scholarship Lodge, <laughs> and it was like this little tiny wooden you know, cabin out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And uh, he had it for years and years. <sighs> this cabin of debauchery, of evil debauchery. Yeah, God knows what uh, went on there. Because, yeah, God is crying <laughs> what went on there. Yeah. So, you, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. What is it? Oh, no. I didn't mean to step on you, but uh, I was thinking, can you just imagine what it's like to... You know, maybe I'm being presumptuous here, lavish, but uh, can you imagine what it's like to just to be stepping on that property? Like the dark energy, the dark vibes that would be felt. Every time I go out yeah. east, I feel it. You know, I went to yeah. Pennsylvania, and I was like, dude, there's something weird going on here. There's just, just always <laughs> there's, there's something about it. It's, it's very occulty. It's very, not necessarily. It's just a, some of the sites more so than others. But God. there's there's a lot of magic out there. It's just not all uh, light. It's some of it's very dark. 
Here's there's an, a lot of energies out there that are dark. What's that, boobs? Here's an exclusive clip of Lavish stepping into Pennsylvania and what went through his head. There's something spooky going around <laughs> these here parts. I love that the is, theremin. That's not a joke. I really, that was me going in. I was like, whoa, this place is very odd. Something <laughs> spooky going on here. Everybody's got a big house and, and big yards and there are no fences. and Yeah. And everybody's just like, you know, well-kempt and there's a big library, but there's something weird going on. I don't know what it is. Some basements out there. Carbling's uh, in the chat. Oh, continue. Carbling's in the chat. What Carbling's up, Carbling? She said so. And Carbling is a big fan, if you don't mind me saying, Carol, big fan of comedy, knows her shit, likes good clubs. Even she, you know, is bringing up that she went to a Just for Laughs in Montreal, and she felt it. She said it was so dark. Thank you, Carblanes. Yep, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I take your word for it. I don't often hear you, know, hear you speak about feeling the darkness, so I can imagine that it was pretty visceral, palpable, just intense. Quite Ooh, so, quite damn. so. Even at a comedy club where there's more positive energy flowing. And just for last in Montreal, I'm, I'm imagining that's a hot spot for comedy. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but well, let's not get me. too far away from this article here. Yes, so, thank uh, you. I had uh, to say it. So back into mm. Maxwell and Epstein. So assuming that they were there mm. specifically to to be predatory and to and to find girls, mm. that means that they did it there. That means you have to look at the other places that Epstein donated to, and then and then Maxwell associated with all that. So it just comes to show there's more and more and more evidence all the time that this is real and that this is part of something else. And it's such a groovy smoking gun. It's one of the the shiniest, hottest smoking guns of our time um, that, I mean, obviously the guy was murdered or whatever right in front of our faces. And we're just told, you know, oh, suicide, whatever. Cameras broke. Uh, guards were asleep. And he hung himself with some toilet paper off of his toilet, you know, and that's how he went, and that and that's that's what you're supposed to <laughs> go with, and yeah, we got this lady here that's still around that can't be killed because she's she's an untouchable. She's she's just waiting to get out. Like she she literally drew the court sketch room artist that was drawing her. She drew her back just just to fuck with her, just to intimidate her. Which is what she does. Her whole like life is based on intimidating and manipulating women and people, and she just couldn't even let that go. <laughs> She's psycho. Yeah, I almost I almost texted texted that photo to you. <laughs> I've like, got the photo here, which yeah. I'll post in the chat, <laughs> and that'll also be in the show notes. Oh my god, it's a yes. It's a little it butthole is. puckering. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you really just she's you you uncovered a lot. Yeah, a piece of work. I she's a demon, honestly. Like, whether you believe in them or not, like holy shit balls, Batman. She well, is. She's part of a bigger deal. She's part of a community yeah. of people that do this. This is power brokering. This is yeah. what this is what this is at the highest of, level of souls, lavish of souls. And, right, right. And they have pictures of her with. I mean, just everyone. There's mm-hmm. there's not a single person in the last twenty, thirty years of relevance that she hasn't taken a photo with. So what does that tell you? Uh, but you won't see anything about this. You'll only, I mean, they covered the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. They they showered that with cameras, and you couldn't get away from that. They publicized that as much as anything could potentially be publicized. 
See, that's and with this, nothing. It's a little different because Rittenhouse shot three poor black kids. Okay, big difference. Oh yeah, with that being yeah, I know, right? Who were just minding their own business and not trying to beat him to death or take his weapon out of his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a good thing that there isn't a ton of footage of that event. Yeah, right. <laughs> Otherwise, I might be able to see it with my own eyes and come to my own conclusions. At no, least you know that what? you can access. This is one. This <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty readily available. You can find it anywhere. And the the just the super surreal part is, and this whole concept that Epstein kept cameras in all of his locations. So all of all of the happenings and all the blackmail exists on videotape somewhere. Those things exist on this planet. Oh, of course they do. It, it's uh, it's in the it's in the Vatican. That's why we keep waiting. We're going Thank to do you. this Vatican trip, and Thank we're going to get in there. And I swear to God, you son of a bitch, not even St. Peter himself can keep me from your, keep me from your fucking VHS tapes. <laughs> I'm going to find them. I'm going to take them, and I'm going to put them in my VCR. And I'm going to yeah. fill my VCR's fun hole. They don't. Okay. God. <laughs> oh no. All right. And they don't. They they don't mind if you watch those tapes because it will distract you from the ancient supernatural relics that they're hiding from us all. So. That's a, that's a big part of the ruse there. Like, go ahead, you watch your tapes while we're pilfering all of this. Yeah, yeah it's, they don't mind. You know what? Maxwell doesn't care. She's sitting in there waiting to no, get freed. No, everybody's just she, she's getting out. She's walking away. There's yeah, gonna be no got evidence. They got all their their uh, stuff keeps changing. The story keeps changing. It's not it's fluffy evidence. Whatever. She mm-hmm. walks away. What? other kind of story keeps changing what other goalposts do they keep switching around on us Let well me that's think. how you do it you blitz yeah. and you re-blitz am i right blitzed shout out to blitzed <laughs> yeah Ayo, shout blitz out to is blitz. out there Ayo, totes blitz. blitz the man oh oh can i uh i'm sorry are you done i'm almost done i'm almost oh, done oh, okay. oh, i promise okay. I'm no almost no done. don't let me don't let me step on you so we have uh, a lot of people who are covering this we have um, a trial tracker on Twitter, if you're into that terrible website. We have all kinds of people on um, on all the, the dark image boards of the web of your choice that all have generals and threads that are all over this stuff. And uh, I have posted some of them in the show notes. You can find in the show notes, you can find the interlock and alumni, the opening statements of Maxwell and everyone else. And all the generals that are following it. And there's a great Mouthy Buddha on the Maxwell Terramar project, which is um, Maxwell's probably one of her most ambitious projects where her and her friends are trying to own the oceans. So, um, you know, Lord knows what you can get away with if you can build underground or underwater cities, right? They've already got underground cities, but the water is much more difficult to. Uh, to bring to heal. To harness, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It requires a great deal more effort mm-hmm. and infrastructure. It's all out there. And it's mm-hmm. just like, whoever whoever can afford to take it can take it. And that's uh, that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, well, they deny us all the resources we need so much because, well, they've got access and they can take what they want. And mm-hmm. they do. And they oh. will build all of that for the elites. The elite oh, soul suckers. The good lawyer oh. and the legal oh. eagle are also following this, too. Of courtesy of Carblands, who just sent that to me in the back. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 
He was the 1967 National Music Camp. Yeah, net net. If you if you scroll up, you'll find a picture I found of him with his with his homies in '67. It's a it's a cute picture. Cool. Uh, I think that's just about all I have on Epstein. If you want to look into it anymore, you can uh, you can go and find it in in the show notes. It's there. There's a uh, a Bloomberg tweet I had just seen. Uh, Noah, he's one of the hosts from Abs in a Six Pack. He had retweeted mm-hmm. it not too long ago. Uh, from Bloomberg, it says, Ghislaine's Maxwell's sex trafficking trial is set to be one of the biggest of the hashtag MeToo era. But the jury may have to grapple with a unique question. Is Maxwell herself a victim? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now that's some fucking oh, yeah. spin right there. That is some For spin her. and hype. Oh yeah. Poor oh. suffering Jizzlane. Jizzlane. What is that? I have uh, there's one more thing that uh that I ha- that I should mention about it. Steve Bannon, Ooh. our friend from the Trump administration, mm-hmm. Breitbart and just general like psycho. He allegedly has 15 hours of interviews with Epstein. Which he had with him right before he died, or Holy whatever shit. happened. Have and you seen uh, any there's one trailer that's been released. I have one clip. Blueberry, could you please play that clip? You own an island. Right. Two, Thank I- you two, two islands. The, yes. the islands of Dr. Moreau. Correct. I beg living from old thinking, but the future is for the way women think. The way women think. That's correct. Is that not a sop because of uh, of all the? Uh, Depravity you've done against young women, and your your new sop is that their their women's thinking is 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 the future. No, I've been I've always believed that women would be in fact be able to take over. I'm a firm believer and supporter of Time's Up. Greatest threat to people put in solitary confinement is they try to kill themselves. Imagine that. You're only in a room for 24 hours. You start to go crazy. Right. So that was Epstein that said that at the end there. And, they had uh, they had to add the the audio bed of melodrama. <laughs> yeah, it's Steve Bannon. Yeah, whatever. of course. Yeah, the old school Fox guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or something like that. I don't know. Not even. But uh, allegedly, and I guess when you look into it, him and Epstein had a relationship that went back quite a far bit. <laughs> so Bannon knows this guy. I don't know how well, um, but they're definitely both rich scuzzies. So it makes sense. Um, and the story is that Epstein was prepping for being grilled by anybody who was going to grill him. If anybody was going to get him for an interview or whatever, and Bannon as a friend was like, Hey, I'll prep you for whatever, uh, interviews that, that they're going to force on you in the light of all this stuff that's going on. And that's the story behind why they have all this, this footage and why in the first place. Uh, I would be interested to check that out. It's oh, <clears throat> for as sure. much as I've seen on All Epstein, I'm always surprised by his voice because I very rarely ever hear him actually talking anywhere. Right. It's you bizarre. never hear him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kept very quiet. He let his his lawyers do the talking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he knows that is the winning strategy. Yeah, he did. He does. He's still alive. He's out there. Yeah. Zombified yet trolling the planet. He's hanging out with uh, with uh, the guy who was on Nick the Rat. Um, 
singing that with uh, McAfee. Uh, McAfee, McAfee, yeah. Thank you, yeah, John. Yeah. Mm, and where do you think they might be, Lavish? You got a, you got a tip on that? Uh, Barbados, as Adam <gasps> called it earlier. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I just jolted because I literally thought it right before you said it, and oh, yeah? I was pronouncing it just the way. I was like, oh man, <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Adam Curry, for that earworm. That earworm actually fed me. Barbados right before nice. Lavish said it. I'm glad Love those seeds. Mind. Yes. Leave it to Adam Curry to plant those goddamn earworm seeds. <laughs> I just oh, remember fantastic. back when the Pirates things was big and Pirates are huge. Everybody said, yeah, Barbados. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll sail to Barbados. I like Barbados. Barbados sounds like my fencing name. <laughs> oh my I'm God. a great, <laughs> I am a great, uh, yes, I'm a great Earl. I, I, or less. I found that Bloombig article I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> this is wild. The jury selection got off to a bumpy start on Monday with two potential jurors not showing up at all and another who, quote, forgot getting to the courthouse late. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell is accused of, quote, grooming. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's as mild as you can possibly depict it. Just did I, did I list the federal charges? We got federal charges. We got what is it? Uh, enticement of a minor, sex trafficking, uh, conspiracy. Very cool. Very cool stuff. Mm. <laughs> not so legal. Not very yeah, legal. Not very <laughs> legal. <at all. laughs> Strong as possible. Not legal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or unlegal. Yeah, unlimited. Would you say Unevidenced. that's worthy? Oh yeah, unevidenced. Would you say that's worthy of a very strong delete? I'd say so. Yeah, delete I'll him. Say so. Ugh. Damn. Oh well, let's all feel bad for her. I'm sure she's having a real <laughs> rough time. Pobre Nina. It's just suffering human resource. Dehumanizing. I know. Jeez. Wealth bias. Almost okay. abusive. I can't read this article anymore. Almost. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this is the first week of what is slated to be a six-week trial. So we won't be keeping up too much on it, but I'll give you a little weekly summations because I have an interest in it. No doubt. Just the fact that nobody covers it. I, I just want I want to see it more now, you know? Especially in the light of the Rittenhouse thing. They they ruined that guy's life. Like, they, well, you know? It's about to get a turn for the better. He just... I think he's getting ready to file a, a lawsuit against The View for $60 million. Ah, boy. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Brother. That's what I'm talking about. You get it straight from the top, brother. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. You go see the boss lady right away there, brother. You ask for your pay. <laughs> well... <laughs> Holy I shit. think uh, I think we'll we'll uh, we'll wash our mouths out unless uh, lavish. You had anything else you wanted to touch on from your notes? Uh, that huh? wasn't. Uh, no, I don't think so. Other than there's a volcano erupting in Indonesia, which is cool. And oh, uh, oh I have some news about the Omicron variant. Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> Ding. Thank you. <laughs> what variant? Oh my god! Uh, yeah. I ain't no variant. It's um, a good time. All right, we'll uh, we'll we'll get through these and then we'll uh, we'll wrap the show up and uh, here we go. Oh yeah, let's do it. Oh 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 wait! I just want to say thank you for thinking. No, thank you, caller, for thinking to think of us. 
No, thank you, Boo Bray, for thinking of Caller, for thinking of us, for thinking of us. Nice. <laughs> Ever so thoughtful. Uh, oh, I think I'm very excited. So. If this is who I think it is, I'm very excited about this. You guys should get excited. <gasps> do you know how hard it is to train <gasps> Sir Bemrose to do anything? Mm-hmm. Look, it took me six months to show him how to go ahead and flush the toilet. Yes, go figure on that one. Oh, wait, never mind. That was our cat, Dennis. Yes, we had a cat that knew how to flush the toilet. Oh However, my God. I just sent a message to Clerkus on uh, No Agenda Social because I thought she'd get a laugh out of this. We had to put a cone of shame on Surprise because she was gnawing at one of her paws and drawing blood. So it's like, okay, no problem. Talk with the vet. It's all good. We put the cone of shame on her yesterday. Get this, the little bitch hopped up on the bed, promptly stared at me in the eyes, and then took a crap on the bed. Oh, you bitch. Yeah. She literally shit the bed. Nice. Surprise attack? No, yes, actually, her name is Surprise, and she did take a crap on the bed. Not my idea of a fun time to clean up. Anyway, y'all have fun. (laughs) Enjoy the weather. It's quite cold outside. We've got a lot of fog, and we might even get some snow. Yay! Nice. And uh, pardon me for babbling. I haven't had enough coffee this morning. Oh, no. Anyway, love y'all. Bye. Love you Lisa. back. Oh, my goodness. Lisa. Dane Rose. Oh, it's not a surprise attack if they're literally staring you in the eye while they're doing it, right? Yeah, the <laughs> illustrious, the yeah. illustrious Dame Bemrose. Thank you. It's so divine hearing from you. Holy shit. Well... Yeah, that's that's a pretty messy shit. Sorry to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, the cat's like, you want to fuck with me? I'm gonna fuck with you. Uh, you done, son? Yeah, also, she left you a surprise. <laughs> she lived up to her name. The cat's the, name is surprise. Oh god, <laughs> Jesus! The end of that one says, "Love y'all suck." <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love y'all suck. <laughs> suck it. Nice. Like, oh yeah. Well. Sweet. Do we get another one? We got two more. We got two more. Oh, that was kind of, that was actually kind of creepy. Left at 3.33 p.m. Look at that. Whoa. Hello. Hello. Some spooky going around these parts. Sounds like it sounds like he was getting taken over by mushrooms or something. He was getting infected by those like brain eating mushrooms that turn you into zombies oh. or something. He was yeah, and make a flower spread out of your head. Yeah, not a know. lotus. Mothman, I think he was also shape shifting. Let's, oh. let's give that a consideration. He was shape shifting there. Oh. Could be a shape shifter. Uh-huh. He's a shifter. Yeah. Hmm. You shifty bastard. <laughs> All right, uh, here's our last one for this yes. evening. Yeah, we got some. All right, this is our Christopher Battles here, <laughs> and I really liked Quarkax. Quarkax uh, had a great thing about yogurt. Great yogurt presentation, a whole presentation <laughs> about it. Me, I like, uh, I like the uh, the fruit on the bottom one, like Yoplait. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Uh, I like the, the strawberry <laughs> banana. I like the regular strawberry. Mm-hmm. Strawberry. I like the key lime pie. Yogurt. I was just going to say key lime uh, pie. Yeah, nice. they definitely open your mind. All right, this mm. is Christopher Battles. Howdy out. <laughs> and your colon. Your mind and your colon, sir. Thank oh, you. Don't forget your colon. <laughs> nice. 
I'm I'm a, I'm a peach yogurt sort of guy. Yeah, it's very peach. yogurty. Oh yeah, peach. That uh, is very I, yogurty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Battles. Well, the I other wish. CB. This the is other true. CB in our stream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of CBs yeah. out there. Yeah, citizens band, indeed. Citizens band. Don't forget your cheat, buddy. <laughs> Don't forget the cheat. 10-4, good buddy. That's a 42, good buddy. Well, Sweet. I think uh, I think that does it for us, and uh, we just want to say thank you again to Sir Bemrose for facilitating this and allowing ah, us the time you, on the No Agenda stream. Thank you, you can, so much. Thanks, Bam Dog. You the man. You the guy. Thank the you. curator. Thank you. The master curator of the No Agenda stream. Much gratitude. Much you can head over to badradio.live and check us out on our stream, The Scaly Show. We do a show every Monday night, uh, right after Hog Story at 7.30 uh, Pacific, 9.30 Chemtrail, and 10.30 Beast Coast or East Coast. <laughs> yes. Um, we have our chat room, hashtag green room. We got our phone line, 612-263-7999. Call in any day during the week. Scream if you got it. Dream if you want to. We'll be here. Mm-hmm. We'll be here to play it. Uh, did you all have any other final words? Uh, I've got some final numbers. 612-263-7999. Give us a cully, and we'll be all over it. I love it. I will say, I don't think we're going to have a, a, a show proper tomorrow night, but be sure to tune in. We're going to be hanging out and listening to some music and streaming along and having a good time. We might even try some live call-ins. I think I got that set up, so if you want to call into the show while we're hanging out and having a good time, feel free to call that same number. Oh, yeah. We'll I'm be there. That. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Everybody in the, the No Agenda chat, Thank everybody you. in the green room, and everybody Thank listening you. all over the world. Mm-hmm. And thank you again to Sharky and Fletcher for the donations. Ooh, and Fletcher has posted some sweet art. You need to check that out right now. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Nice. Sweet. Hell yes. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is some very schemey, dreamy <laughs> art, John Fletcher. Nice. Oh, baby. Yeah, you can see it if you're in the chat room. Jeez, why aren't you in there? Get in there. <laughs> I love it. Well, until <laughs> next time, I've been Booberry, the Black Knight of the Mothman and the Miniocalypse. I'll catch you next time. And I have been, not quite sir, but almost, Lavish. And I have been the wild, weird, zany, and ever so bossy Corcus. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on these dreamy streams of Esoterica. This show is behind the shim shimmers. Schemes. Behind the schemes with threes as ease. Badradio.live and leave a stream mail. 612-263-SXXY. And they're running a porn site on our show here. Claims so baseless we're mistaken as injustice for all. Behind the schemes, that's badradio.live. You know why? Because it's bad radio, man. Social media hotline now gonna help. 
good radio than NPR. Brought to you by Pfizer. <laughs> Kool-Aid. Yeah, it's Kool-Aid. Yeah. yeah, I drink it every day. <laughs> This is Behind the Schemes, the esoterica of your dreams. <laughs>